So, Ant, welcome to Critapocalypse episode 130. Uh, today, we're, 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 we're day, 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 however many of quarantine. Coronavirus is rife out there. How are you feeling? Are you ill yet? What? Are you sick yet? No. Good. Okay. I've been sick. Mm-hmm. I done been the sick. Um, I don't think it was coronavirus I had. I think I just had some sort of weird cold thing. I felt quite disoriented and sick. It was AIDS. For about three days. It's not AIDS, no, because the medication keeps it under control. And we're not going to make jokes about AIDS today, <laughs> even though I just made a slight about it. Let's let's ignore that. Let's move on. And how have you been? How is your work affected by the coronavirus? How is your work affected by the coronavirus? It's quiet. It is. I think that's the case for a lot of people. That's it. How many? Are, are there any staff off sick in your business or anything you need to worry about? No, nothing that you... No, we're just going to get no? in and die. You deal with a lot of people that travel. Yeah. So how's that been? Sort You've seen right. a, a slow in business? I mean, yeah, I just said. Yeah. Well, I work in the medical profession, so I've seen a lot of slowdown in the business. Yes, I do. You don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. What do you think I work... Who do you think I work for? Work for Philips. Yeah. They sell freaking TVs and shit. No, I work for Philips Biomed. It's oh, not a real thing. <laughs> I'm a T&M coordinator for the UK. Well, technically, oh. I manage the T&M team for the UK, from, and they're in GBS, which is our Polish location. Little fun tidbit for anyone who wonders what I do. What? Why? What? See, this is the thing. I think that you That's don't. What you think you're doing? No, but this is the thing. I think that you assume that I have terrible jobs that are that are, you know, somehow somehow just whatever. Sounds like crap a really I'm... important job. My it is a very important job. Next month, <laughs> I give you more money already. I volunteered to give you more money. I already pay you more more rent. Mm. Hey, don't start with that, right? Mm. No, look, listen, right. Mm. I have a lot of important jobs. I've done quite a few different things. Shut up. <laughs> Just because... No. No. I won't have you diminish the value of what I do as work. I won't say anything. Shut up. I work for the biomed industry. Mm. And so, yeah, work has been a bit slow. <laughs> There's been less because coronavirus has obviously made it so that not everyone can visit hospitals. <laughs> and also, the people that do visit hospitals tend to be put in quarantine. Um, and the, the equipment that's used often is like... It's not imaging and stuff, which is the stuff that I tend to tend to deal with more than anything. Imaging, ultrasound, stuff like that. Um, and some cardiac stuff, but... Do they have any CDIs there? CDIs? CDIs. CDIs, no. Yeah. No, Philips CDIs Philips? aren't used in the biomed industry very often. I think you Why think... Not? So, all right, so just a little little bit... Philips CDI is good. Just a little bit of a background that, um, on, on how stuff works. So there the is... Zelda so, game, sort Philips, of Gamelon. Philips is a Dutch company, yeah. technically. So a lot of the um, TV stuff and the audio and things like that, they go. They're over in Holland. The lot Dutchland. Dutchland. <laughs> the stuff that we deal with in, in the UK is biomed, which is medical device, which is my division. Personal health, which is like toothbrushes, hair dryers, stuff like that, um, and also sleep devices. They're all done in the UK. So I work in the biomed. There's personal health, and then you've got like it makes entertainment. Pun. It makes personal health. Personal health. Why do you need a beard trimmer? No, but I need a sorted one. Yeah. Do you really want one? Yeah, I have a really flattery one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, one of those ones that when you squeeze it ejaculates. I think you're thinking of a dildo. Different company. Or perhaps Philip Steele's. I'll get on the blower. Off. Do you think it's personal health? Personal, personal happiness. Maybe. The little cream comes out. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen. I've seen women use a lot of them, and then they vibrate. I see. Right. My question for like for the entirety of like my my um like my early adult life, I asked. I asked why would someone want fake semen and and like stuff like that. Now I realise that for the most part, men are redundant. <laughs> In fact, 
not redundant. We're also failing at the jobs that redundancy wouldn't apply to. So like being an actual sexual partner with the ability to, you know, show warmth or affection to a human being. A lot of men fail on that. You're just and- upset that your OnlyFans account isn't getting any traction. <laughs> Look, right. I want to see me jacket. Why don't people want to pay to see me jacket? <laughs> so, but no, I like it genuinely, like there is a stigma around men fucking machines, but there is not a stigma about women fucking machines because let's face it, we failed our job as men. It's not but, sad. <laughs> it's not sad. That's true. Because they don't cry as often when they do it. Hmm. Um, but no, like I genuinely believe that men are becoming redundant. There's fake semen now. They just need to make it so there's actual like, well, it's not fake semen, there's fake ejaculate now. I just need to make it so there's semen inside of it. And then we're done. Boom. We're out. That's okay. I'll go for that. I'll be you <laughs> cold. <laughs> they wouldn't cut us though. They just let us die out in a field somewhere with like a bunch of Xboxes. <laughs> like, and, like, there'd be like a whole ad campaign designed by women that would just be like, it's okay to fuck a pocket torch. <laughs> and men would be like, it's fine now guys, we can do it. Ooh. But no, I, I genuinely believe that women will inherit the earth because they are just better equipped to, and also we are a redundant factor in life now. Like, there awesome. are a lot of people out there that are just bad in bed and they aren't willing to do the things that are important and do, you know, like foreplay and things like that and things that actually make a woman satisfied. And so, and also, like, I found this out recently. Most men do not last very long in bed. <laughs> like, you found that out recently, with you? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I had a conversation that was quite candid with a friend and she was saying that literally, right, there is, there is a certain length of, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say names because I feel like this is gonna be a bit Oh, so it wasn't when you were in the club to go to? No. Was it called the manhole, wasn't it? (laughs) It's called the glory hole. No, that's what's in the toilets. No, no, no. It's the club's called the manhole. That's the name of the, that's the name of the club because it's full of dicks, so it's called the glory hole. Um, but no, I don't want to say names again. I almost did. Um, but there's a certain Green Day song. I won't say which one, but they don't make it to the end of that song. All by myself. Him. <laughs> um, but they don't make it to the end of the song without him coming. And I, I'm pretty sure that making it to the end of a Green Day album wouldn't be too difficult for most people. They're only about half hour long. <laughs> but... It was something that fascinated me, so I did ask more questions, but I didn't get any more answers. And also, like, after a certain amount of time, you do get a bit weirded out. And afterwards, the lady was like, sir, this life. is a McDonald's. What? <laughs> You've just covered over the one joke of the whole bit. The whole point of me talking about fucking awkwardly. <laughs> At least I heard it, I guess. <laughs> oh, come on, Anne. <laughs> Right, well... That's their punchline. <laughs> you covered it over! It was a great punchline, I thought. Yeah. You're laughing about it, at least. I guess I can take satisfaction from that. <sighs> oh, fuck's sake. Are you done? a glowing star. Well, yeah, it's episode 130. Fuck it, you're first. What happened to my accent? You're first. <laughs> Go, Ant. Go! You attempted Devonshire. <laughs> I don't fucking know. So I'd be offended. Look. Can you stop drinking your fucking... No. Been Shandy. Day drinking. Been day drinking all day. Shandy. Jesus. It's actually, um, it's a really shit whiskey. It's called Old Reserve. And you put Early it in Times. lemonade? No, it's not. It's actually ginger beer. I, mean, I don't know if you ever mix these two. What's wrong with you? I don't know if you ever mix these two. It's a really nice, nice little, nice little thing to have. Jesus. I'm going to crack open the Gentleman Jack before the end of the podcast, probably the way that I'm going. No. Yes. Anyway, and your review. Come on. Come on. 
goes to haste. Right. Fuck you. Um, let's start with the oldest thing first, shall we? Okay. So I watched the 1993... Three? 94? 93? Tokusatsu show, because I watch a lot of Tokusatsu. Let's face what it. is I Tokusatsu? It's, uh, it's what Japanese people do with special effects. <clears throat> okay, cool. Um, Denko Chojin Gridman, which you. you may remember in the 90s as Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. When it was brought <gasps> over to the US. Samurai Pizza Cats! No, not Samurai oh. Pizza Cats. That was the 80s. Okay. Um, but Denko Children Gridman is a series that was not really a spin-off of Ultraman, but it's made by the same people, and there's similarities in how his character looks and stuff. About a bunch of kids who, one day, this evil, like, digital leader, bad guy called Khan Digifer, he influences some socially awkward outcast kid to create monsters for him, to raid the digital realm. And wreck havoc on the digital world. Because it was the early 90s, people were connecting on the internet, especially in Japan, they were ahead of us. And, you know, computers are being con- are controlling all sorts of stuff, so he sends a monster in to wreck the computers, and it ruins people's lives. Yeah. Destroying phone lines, destroying medical equipment, and then it gets really outlandish. And to combat that, three kids who have made a computer called Junk, which is just a big old piece of junk, like literally just made out of scrap computer parts they found, it's massive, and it seems like a fire hazard, to be honest. <laughs> Um, they meet a character called Gridman who lives within the digital realm and one of them can't remember his name because it's got Naoto combines combines with Gridman in the digital realm Tron style yep and they fight the monsters and then save the day and then he repairs things Um, Gridman's like this weird franchise that's sort of like technically been around for like 20 odd years now yeah 30 years now Jesus. Jesus um and it's like, it's still going, because you've got the anime that's been a massive hit, and there's a, se- a second series coming for it. Nice. And the anime came about because one of the guys who worked on the anime created a like short film thing that he did, an anime short film yeah. based on Gridman. Um, but yeah, this series is the original series of it. The anime actually does, like, there's little subtle things in it that tie into the 90s series and Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Like, technically, they all exist in the same universe. It's a thing. Mm. But um, yeah, the show, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. It's very early 90s. It's got that, it was, well, I did some research. I did my research. Okay. It was the first Subaraya production to be filmed on digital video because they were basically running out of film at the time and they didn't have the cameras and the, like, video for filming what they used in Ultraman and everything. So they started using DV tapes, you know, like what you'd get in your Sony cameras. Yeah, mini DV. Yeah, but they'd use proper size and transfer it over FileWire yeah. to a PC. Well, they were, they were, well, you say PC. Quite clearly, I figured out this was being edited on Video Toaster because, my lord, do they use all the default Video Toaster specs? What is Video Toaster for anyone who's under the age of a billion? Video Toaster was the video editing software that was used on the Amiga back in the 80s and 90s. Most famously, it was used to create the CG, used to integrate the CG and special effects from for Babylon 5. Like, you know, all the, sp- all the spaceships in Babylon 5 were CGI. Babylon 5 again? That was the show that was like Star Trek, but a bit darker. Unlike Star Trek today, which is just Star Trek, but darker. Wait, I watched Star Trek the other day, um, and they were they're in a new spaceship called the Orville. That's the Orville. But that's just like Star Trek. Yeah, but it's like Star Trek, but it's not miserable. Like Babylon 5? No, my Babylon 5 was a bit miserable. Babylon, oh, 5, Babylon 5 was more like... Um, Space Precinct 2040. No, <laughs> I was thinking of... What was the weird crap one? Not Stargate. 
You was... dare say Farscape was crap. I'll there we go, Farscape. That's Farscape was amazing. About. Farscape was crap. No, it but, was uh, brilliant. No, it wasn't. They had puppets. It was just Flash. It was just Flash Gordon. It's fucking great. You weirdo. It was literally just Flash Gordon, though. Wasn't it? Because it was a man who went forward in time on an experimental spacecraft. And ended he went up through in a black future. hole in a different dimension. Oh, right. And then he had he went to another universe. Yeah, okay. He wasn't, just he wasn't like forward Gordon, in time. Like Flash Gordon. He didn't go forward in time. He went to another yeah, universe. Like it's very different. Ah, yeah, because there's no Ming the Merciless. Or was there? There was a guy. There's Voldo from... Oh, Voldo the Merciless. There's like Voldo from... Oh, no, it's Voldo the Merciful. Yeah, that was the talk difference. Talk about Gridman. You're ruining all my... I'm sorry. Talk about Gridman. So Gridman's fun. Yeah. Right? It's... 30-something episodes, uh, only about five of them advance any sort of plot. And when I say advanced plot, it mostly comes down to someone sees Gridman because a thing happens, so now some people know Gridman exists. Like Bigfoot? Yeah, pretty much. He's a myth, pretty much. Does There's... he actually... So, the way that you explain it, does it, it doesn't sound like he actually does anything. It goes into the computer realm and fights the monsters. So it doesn't do anything. Yeah, but it saves the day because... He essentially does as much as a man playing Warcraft on a Friday night. No, because... Because, when the computer is being attacked, trousers. like in the first episode, Daichi, Naoto's brother, has an accident and he's in hospital. Did you say Naruto? No, Naoto. Naoto. How do you spell that? N-A-O-T-O. All right. Well, actually, you'd spell it with the na. N-A-R-U-T-O. A dash and then to. And then he has a sister. No, brother, Daichi. Oh, right, Baruto. And he's in hospital and the computer virus thing destroys a whole bunch of the equipment and fucks it up and almost kills people. I could quote them to get that repetition. Stop saying, put your drinks down. What? It's dangerous. It takes over like a computerised tank in one episode. <laughs> Why, wait, There's what? one where... When was this set? 90s. Like, what, like... Remote control car. It's got a chip in it. But they do understand that remote control cars work from a very short range with a... Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's got a chip in it so they can take it over. Does it have any sort of flash memory so it can actually store data or is it just a chip? I'm thinking too much about it. It's the dangers of technology. <laughs> it sounds like VR this troopers. Is, this is like Black Mirror back in the <laughs> 90s. And then Gridman saves the day and they fight in like a... It, it's like a computer world but it's basically like everything's made out of that transparent acrylic you had at school. <laughs> yes! Like So all the buildings are like acrylic... Blues yeah, like and they, yellow and, and they've stuff. got grid patterns on them. And they smash the fuck out of them. Yeah, because it's acrylic. It's, it's really not cheap. like Super Sentai where they, they sparingly destroy buildings. This is because it's all acrylic shit. They can just put it back together again afterwards. It's a bit like the VR room they have in the community uh, in Troy and Troy and Albert's apartment for that room that's just grids of sellotape. It's not grids though. This is like actually, there's like, there's paths and walkways and there's like a big old sky oh, they made thing. Of acrylics as well. And the sky's just like a bunch of painted cloth because they're trying to hide where the lights are. All right. Um, but there's this cool. He fights him and he gets like a robot upgrade. How many episodes on the side of that? 38 episodes. Yeah, that's short for a. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, uh, but it's like robots and they combine with him and he turns into much more powerful form and all that. They had a camera for a weekend. They cool. might as well get a whole 38 episodes out of it. They show a lot. It's good. Would you recommend this over any other Super Sentai or or, or, or other Tetsunaki, whatever? Would you say? <sighs> Stop saying words. Was, 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 Just was, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> what, would in you general. recommend this over, like, say, like a VR Troopers? Be, or, or Carmen Rider? Everything's better than VR Troopers. That's Jesus not true. Christ. That's not true. This sounds worse. This sounds a lot worse. Gridman's awesome. Wait, wait the a second. Guy. Wait a second. Auto <sighs> Man was before Gridman. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Auto Man was the 80s. Not a real thing. No, it wasn't a real thing. It was the, no, it was the handsome doctor guy. He was like, hey, look, I've got a virtual construct. It's a VR thing. And then Auto Man would be like, I can be more than VR. And he had a hard light hologram and he had a helicopter and it was covered in tape and painted black. So it looked like it was... And it, you know the Tron effect where they're like, they super... Um, 
super saturate the the whites and stuff, so it looks like it's glowing. And he had a bike. He had a car. He had a little AI buddy that floated around. Who cared about crime. Ultraman? Auto Man. Auto Man sounds better than the thing you're no, talking Grid about. Grid Man's awesome. It's it no. There was a crossover episode with Manimal. <laughs> I love Manimal. Grid Man's great. Grid Man sounds like Auto Man, but later. No, it's cool. There's like there's like a little kid Daichi keeps almost getting killed, which is fantastic. It's really funny. In one episode, they've got an ancient mummy from China. And the computer program that's scanning it goes haywire and wakes the mummy up. Don't care about Auto Man. And then the mummy starts chasing people and it tries to eat the kids. Does the mummy have a chip in it? No, no, no. It's the computer thing that's scanning it. It like put end life into it. Auto Man got two seasons. And there's like a kid, the bad guy, Takeshi. He's a little shit. He basically like, he'll be out somewhere. Every episode, his plot is basically like, he'll fall over. And he'll blame someone, and then he makes a, a, a monster to ruin whatever that person's day is. He like ruins the water power plant, so it starts spraying acid out of pipes and stuff like that. It's got some really good jokes in it, though. There's one when the little Daichi sat on the toilet, and you think he's about to flush it, and you know, thus flush a bunch of acid fumes into the room and kill himself. Wait, so the toilet? And they froze... open the door. Wait, the water power plant gets corrupted, so it's putting acid out instead of water, and it's reversing the pressure of the toilet well, so gonna instead of it sucking it. down no it'd flush it and it'd like flush a load of acid water into the toilet which would let off fumes and knock do they know out. what toilet cleaner is no toilet cleaner it's the water in the pipe you're such an idiot <laughs> for toilet cleaner but anyway cleaner like they a... open the door and Daichi's passed out and you're like oh shit he's fucking oh, he's died no he's having they a poop no post he had a nap. really big shit yeah, and it, post it smelled nap. and it knocked him out alright see post poo nap that's good you got to stop saying stuff <laughs> What about Auto Man? Just in general. Okay. Just in general. <laughs> but no, they're a really fun show. I mean, it sounds it sounds really interesting and, and kitschy and like of the yeah. period. Like I think, more than anything, it's the camp side of it that would probably probably make it enjoyable. Now it doesn't sound like it's got a lot of uh, substance to it beyond another show. Substance. It's all about the dangers of technology. Yeah, I know, but like. It, it, it sounds bullshit. Takeshi though. almost murders a clone of himself in one oh, episode. Oh, does he? Is it really the murder not there and you don't just, know who, what happened. Is it really murder if it's just a program? I don't know if the clone exists, but people talk to him. But I'll tell you what, that's really yeah. crazy because there was a film from the 80s called Tron, right? And that had the idea that programs and users were two different things and two different aspects of a system. And what the, you know, later on in the Tron Legacy, which was the, the sequel, um, you're they had. Misremember Tron now. Wasn't Tron about users and programs? And there was a master program was trying to Tron is it. about people meeting God and God not really seeing them as being equal to them. Whereas Tron Legacy is literally the story of like, you know, Satan taking uh, trying to take over God. Like you don't understand Tron. Tron. I don't understand Tron. The deep nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty three. There's a ton of stuff in Tron. Yeah. Nine eighty two, you friggin' idiot. Nine eighty two. Jesus. The year before Auto Man improved on every aspect of it. But Grid Man, I like Grid Man. The last two episodes are fucking awesome. Are they one of the five that are connected to anything else? Yeah, yeah, the ones actually have a <laughs> story. All I'm at is every week <laughs> there's a monster and Grid Man beats kind of it up. What monsters are they? Um, this fun little like dragon thing. They do reuse a whole bunch, and they like just like put bits of metal on them to make them look tougher. It's cyborg Superman. There's one where a girl finds a floppy disk that had Khan Digifer's data on it, and Who? she puts it in her computer. Khan Digifer's the bad guy. If you're paying attention, 
and she puts it in her computer and Khan Dinjifer's like, well, I'm stuck here now, so I guess you're making monsters for him. And she makes a <laughs> she makes a cute monster Can, for him. Does, is he not like... How old's the person that... What? Is it a little girl? The like, girl, really? yeah, she's like a teenager. Okay, so he's not like, can you get your parents to get DSL? Nah, and he's, he, she makes him a, Convince them to use a cute them. monster, and he's like, make him destroy stuff. Ha ha ha, and she says, he won't, he just likes a little bit of mischief. And the monster's really strong, but he just likes playing around and being goofy. Does he become a good guy? And then Khan Digifer gets back, he's like, don't you ever dare fucking put me on a floppy disk ever again. Oh, really? To Takeshi, he's like, you dare do that again. Because I ain't putting up with this shit. So... Goodman makes a disabled kid walk. <laughs> oh, God! Because Goodman repairs stuff with a magic beam in the computer, so anything that's destroyed gets repaired. But he can also apparently fire it out of a computer and make a disabled kid walk. Notes on Steel. One of the most terrible parts of Steel is the end, where Gadget manages to make a wheelchair for herself that makes it so that she can't walk, but she can sort of be upright for a little while. Oh, wheel- those wheelchairs exist. Do they? Yeah, they're a real thing. Oh, God. Um, but Gridman goes into... Is there a chip in the kid? No, he just does some magic. <laughs> it's Gridman. He's got powers. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be able to make a kid walk? <laughs> I don't know. Gridman's basically like computer Jesus. But that's a problem. But if he's got he's, like If he's computer armor. Jesus, does he not have like... The kid has to have like a chip in something. Like, I even... No, because Gridman's good magic. I'd even take it if the kid was just close to, like, a calculator and Gridman went into the calculator and somehow the kid having the calculator near him... stimulates the electroneurons within your spine But there's stuff. no chip! Does that have How to be a chip? How does he communicate with that system? He does magic. He, magic. He doesn't, he's not communicating with any system. You're thinking too logically about magical... I need to think illogically. Jesus. <laughs> I want to I wanna propose that you buy the rights to Gridman, which I assume are very cheap at this no, point. because the anime's on. It's really popular. Oh, is it? And the anime's really good. Is it really? Yeah, anime's great. What style is it? Anime style. Is it like the Flash anime style, or is it like... No, it's anime, really... Like it's really very popular. It's been a really big hit. Have you not seen... <laughs> I've not seen Gridman. Jesus. I've not seen Gridman. The first series is cool. It, like, um, it all builds up to this whole thing where... Because Gridman's got a different look. Does it have a plot, though? Yeah. Like, okay. really weird existential crazy. Okay, you know, no, this looks cool. It's called SSSS Gridman. Gridman just looks like fucking Giver. Yeah, but that's not the Gridman. You could have just said that Gridman is Giver. Yeah, but the Gridman in the anime looks different he to the one awesome in the He looks awesome in the anime. Yeah, but that's all, um, like, armour and shit, and that breaks off, and he turns into classic Gridman, which is what that yeah. looks more like. The difference is that someone's just... And then it plays the theme from the 90s show. He goes... The costume's almost exactly the same, except for some lines. He's got metal bits and stuff. Yeah, lines. But he's got, like, robot parts. He's got, like, a tank and stuff that connect to him and turns him into a big old powered-up form. There's a dragon. Okay, I'm going to be well. honest. It's it's called SSSS dot Gridman. Yeah, what does the SSSS stand for? Superhuman Samurai Squad. Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Yeah, because it's connected... <coughs> no, 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 no. Cause ...to the 90s American show as well. I refuse to say cyber with an S. Um, it looks... The anime looks pretty great. It is good. It's really good. The the the, the mm. series that you've really explained to me from 1993 to 1994 looks like looks fucking Beetleborgs. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it looks it looks more like uh, it does look more like um, Giver than anything else. It just looks like a it's Giver like costume. Giver, for God's sake, that looks like Giver. No, it doesn't. Giver's an alien organism. Yeah, if you were to just make that gooey, that's Giver because he's got the he's even got the control gem. 
And it, it was a control metal in Guyver. Oh, yeah, I apologise. And it resonated at a high frequency. As someone who knows more than me about Guyver, you should have recognised a guy when you see a bloody Guyver. It's, not, it's more of an Ultraman than a Guyver. It's not an Ultraman. It's an ultra- I'm not seeing anyone's taint, so it's not an Ultraman. It's fucking Ultraman. So much taint it's in Ultraman in the old ones. Taint in Ultraman. <laughs> it's just the fact that you can see it all pressed up. They don't all wear dancers' belts, so sometimes you can see the see some genitals. Look right. It's been a long Sunday. Stop being you. All right, I will. Anyway, Denko Chojin Gridman or what? <laughs> what are you talking about agent. now? Hyper Agent Gridman. You can't review two things in a row. That's the name of the show. I'm Denko joking. I know. Chojin. I speak Chinese. Gridman. Baby Dan Dan. Baby Dan Dan. That's so far, you've reviewed how many of these programs? Like 50. And how many have you truly enjoyed? All of them. They're fucking great. No, because there was one that you said you hated. It was. A, I think it was like Super Sentai. There was like no. one series of Sentai, or it might have been a different Sentai, Gojin. No. I don't know. There was one that you didn't like. You said it was crap. Power Rangers. It was probably Power Rangers. I mean, Power Rangers Turbo is pretty awful. And Mega yeah. Force is pretty terrible. I still remember that. I can't remember why it disturbed me so much, but the Turbo movie, where the, the Turbo kid movie's a work of art, where the kid wakes up and he can't scream because he's so scared. Yeah. And when he transforms, he becomes a full-grown adult. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I questioned that because I was like, "Is he just like an adult body, or is he a kid?" He's just got lots of foam around him. <laughs> He goes to punch someone and just inflated. Just uh, He's crazy. inflated. Well, maybe. But no, I just like I, I found that really like that was more like body horror than anything else. You can't see it because he's in spandex. It's all right. Yeah. Like Spawn. He's got that mask. It covers all the scars and shit. I'm Spawn. Mm. Except in the uh, in the film, he was all gooey. Well, that's show his face all the time. Yeah. Because it's really important to get Michael I'm J. Al White's Simmons. performance. I'm Al Simmons. I've been burnt. Michael J. Wire. The paedophile jokes in that film. Are there? Yeah. When the clown sits next to the little girl and says, hey, do you want to see my pink pony? Do you think that's just John Lugger's <laughs> Being a paedophile. Being a paedophile. Have you ever heard the story of him filming um, Super Mario Bros. the movie with Bob Hoskins? Oh, they were pissed that Apparently time. they got fucked every time, yeah. every day. Don't um, blame them. Did you hear Dennis Hopper's... Dennis Hopper is like a guy who is famously quite laid back in almost mm. everything he did. Apparently, he screamed at the two directors for a straight two hours oh, during filming one day. Pun? They got fired. Yeah, I know. Film. But yeah, he screamed for two straight hours. The film ended up being directed by the producers. Like the, the two directors did uh, Max Headroom. Yeah. Yeah. See, I know me. Superman Brothers, the movie. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, Chojin Gridman. Denko Chojin Gridman. Yeah. It's got a great theme tune. It's an official don't watch from man. And I like it. I like Takeshi's a little shit, and I hope he dies. Daichi's funny. Did you watch Takeshi's Castle? Yeah, of course I did. It's a good, it's a good series. God. God. You friggin'... The referee from Takeshi's Castle was in Five Man. Was he? Chikyu Sento Five Man. Was he Free Man? No, he was one of the villains, I think. Oh, okay. Anyway, what are you going to review now? What are you going to waste everyone's time with your bullshit? I'm going to start with something that's older, so that I don't... You can't start with something older than Gridman. Nothing else older exists. I'm going to, I'm going to review Automan. <laughs> you never watched The more superior Auto, The more superior Gridman. you never Auto watched Man. it. I have. I've watched every episode and Manimal. the trailers. They used to be on Bravo. Just freaking review anyway, the real no, thing. Look, look, it's fine. I'm actually going to review something. I'm going to review The Invisible Man. Never heard of it. Okay, so Lee Winnell, who directed Upgrade a few years ago, um, and I loved Upgrade. I thought it was fantastic. It's How's back that spelled? Again. Pardon? How was Upgrade spelled? U-P-G-R-A-D-E. You sure it's not U-P-P-G-R-A-Y-D-E? No. 
What was that? Is that a reference to reboot? <sighs> Idiocracy, you friggin' oh, Jesus! You kids I, I apologize. I apologize. So Actually, anyway, upgrade with two Ds. No, I can't remember. I think he might have two anyway. Ds in his name. Anyway, 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 uh, the Invisible Man. It's a tale as old as time. Girl falls in love with man, gets married to man, eventually realizes that he's a gaslighting, abusive partner, and he's invisible. Um, not yet. Um, and she escapes his 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 violent clutches in her friend's car. Manages to uh, manages to sort of escape the whole situation, only to find out. Shock! Shock! Horror! Horror! Um, he has actually committed suicide. <gasps> Um, and she is finally free of his tyrannical grasp and free of any possible um, reintroduction of him into her life. Hey. Uh, he has also left her a sizable amount of money, which she will receive in a hundred thousand pound increment, a hundred thousand dollars, sorry, increments over a course of time until she has received, I think it's five million in total. It's U P G R A Y E D. So it seems like everything's on the it feels like it feels and seems like everything's on the up for the for the main heroine of the of the uh, film, but sadly she cannot escape the feeling that he is somehow still in her life, still intruding. Um, and as paranoia mounts and ramps up, she finds her professional, her personal, and every other relationship in her life tested by the presence of this ghostly figure. Is he alive? Did he die? Did he fake the whole thing? How could he possibly have come back as an invisible man? This is Dick Lowe and Kevin Bacon. No, that was amazing. That was the fucking bomb. I like Hollow Man, except for that one weird rape scene. Anyway, there's a couple of weird gropey scenes as well. That's weird, because when I bought the DVD off you, your rapey scene was like worn out. Yeah, there's two scenes in there that are clear. (laughs) The rapey scene and the scene where they shoot the gorilla. Don't know why does it for me every mm. single time. Um, but anyway, so um, yeah, the Invisible Man—it's a horror. It's it's a, a technically the Dark Universe being rebooted apparently because there's there's ideas that they will build off of this. They can never escape the the fact that there have been successful groups of films that are all interconnected and they just want to keep making them over and over again. And it just doesn't make any sense because this is the reason this is good is because there's no. At the end of the film, you don't see a full moon and hear a howl in the background. It's just sort of done. There is a story Tom that's Cruise told. With bandages. Yeah, <laughs> Tom Cruise going like, "Oh, I've got these bandages now," um, and it's and it's interesting that they're trying again, kind of. Just watch this is Russell hang around going, "Don't mind me, just uh, he's like, doing a bit of Jekyll Hyde." Before I forget more medicine, I'll come over there and I'll beat your fucking pressure. Yeah. I don't think this is the start of a dark universe. It I is. Think this no, is no, no. Blumhouse have Blumhouse have been given the rights to basically all the Universal monsters, and they're making these low budget mm-hmm. and apparently interconnected movies. I hope they don't. I hope they keep with this single story format because this is great. There are shots in this that um, that are that are fantastic for building paranoia. A bit like in the way that Jordan Peele ca- captured sort of like wide shots. And there were things that seemed off in distance and, and like smaller details in the background that you may or may not notice. This is done in a similar way, but the shots contain one person, wide shot, and then there'll be something that just seems off. And it'll, you're, it's almost like the wind blowing the curtain will be enough to set you off and like be like... And, and in the way it focuses as well, there are, there are scenes in the trailer, they reveal that there's a moment where she's sitting on the floor, looking at a chair, like a, a soft like sofa, like a single-seater, and... Um, and there's an indent, and she says, he's sitting there. And she is just looking at this chair, and you as the audience, you have a centre shot of her face, everything in the background is is, is in focus. Oh. So we've got like this wide shot, and it's a bit disorientating seeing that, and then cross over, a full in focus shot again, and then in the centre view, you have a chair with just a slight arse dimple. And in, in her mind, that's proof she, he's there, but, you know, obviously, I'm not going to spoil what happens in the scene. 
I'm not going to spoil any of it. Does he drink a magic potion? No, no. Do you actually want to know? Are you going to see this? I might watch it eventually. You might watch it eventually. I think they reveal... The Invisible Man drinks a potion and then he... I think they make it pretty obvious in the trailer there is a presence. Because there are scenes where in the trailer you see like guards being lifted up and she herself gets lifted up and and held by her friend stuff. Um, There is is an Invisible Man. There is... Chevy Chase. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, there's John Carpenter. Secretly John Carpenter. Um... There is an invisible man, and the way it's done is 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 kind of clever, kind of interesting. But it's that's the one downfall of the thing is that it moves. It wants it to be realistic, or it wants to have an element of realism in it, how it operates and how it works. But it's also magical realism in the way that some things happen. Um, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go brief light spoilers. So Don't spoil the film. I'm not gonna spoil it. There is an, like I said, like I said, there is an invisible man, and uh, the way that he turns invisible is actually a suit, like an optical uh, suit that has like cameras, a bit like Spider Man Homecoming into the plane that, that Tony Stark work has. In real life, but it, it, gonna... they're meant to be high definition, tiny little oh, screens. Oh, high def. Cover. That makes the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's meant to be like this ridiculous resolution thing, and there are cameras under these panels, and they're tra- they're, they're well translucent. Um, they're a bit like um, digital frames, digital shutters mm. in cameras. So you know there's an electrical surge and they go... And it, instead of actually having like a, a spinning mechanism, it just makes the field of view... It, well, it makes the uh, the image... It makes the material translucent so you can see through it, basically. And that's essentially what it is. It's like an LED screen and then behind that is a camera. And it can see out, but if the screen's shut down, you can see the cameras within. So it's like a weird tryptophobia effect it's had on some people mm. where it starts shutting down. And there's a really great scene where she basically fakes an injury on herself so that he reveals himself to stop her injuring herself. He grabs her hand that he thinks has been injured, but she's actually got the pen in the other hand, and she jabs him a few times with it and fucks up some of the cameras. So there's this really weird effect where they've obviously either shot the film twice or just CGI'd him in, but I think that it's it's just strange. But anyway, sections of him flicker on and off in that situation. So there are moments where he is he is right behind someone and he'll just appear. And because you're always throughout the film expecting that to happen, it's weird to see it happen. And there's this strange disconnect where it's like, it's not like in other films where people just sort of... <sighs> the invisibility effect in films, there's, of, there's often like a transition to it. So that your mind can, you know, there's like a disconnect and a reconnect, mm. right? There's, in a lot of films, you have this where if someone transforms over time, there's like it's an emotional connection. You know, like The Fly. That's different from a film like, like um, American Wealth in London. That wealth in the beginning that actually attacks him, attacks him. We don't give a fuck about that because we don't know anything about it. We've not seen the transition. We don't even know if that's a wealth. That could just be a big wolf that's attacked them both. But what about that wolf story? Anyway, I want a film about the wolf. How did the wolf get there? <laughs> anyway. That's kind of that's kind of the point though. It, almost Maybe like Max it, Landis should make a film. <laughs> it's that's kind of the point. So that emotional connection, that transition, like in Harry Potter with a cloak of invisibility taking on and off, you so your brain connects those two. In this, because he is just appearing and disappearing, there is a weird effect on your mind where the scene looks like it's transitioning, like that, like a mm. like a cut. No, it's really strange. But the people, and I imagine that it's like a composite, so they take sections of a scene where there's no one in it, and then they composite that onto a scene where there are people, and then that's how they make him appear and disappear. But it's, it's you still always shoot a, coverage. Pardon? You always shoot coverage. Yeah, that's what I mean. You just composite, so you'd have you'd have the scene where someone's standing there, and you could cut out most of the person not being there, and the CGI the rest. So there'd be like sections you would remove digitally using systems. Mm. Um, but it, it, it just well, I could do that. Yeah, you could. 
but it's just it's it's a really it's a really cool effect that's really weird and disorientating but in a good way in a horror film because especially mm. during an action scene you want that weird like or that snappy and you don't want to transition out of the scene too much to show him appearing and disappearing instead it's a physical effect you can see on screen and it's just like I said it acts like a cut it's really weird your brain mm. doesn't but anyway yeah I really enjoyed The Invisible Man it's not a perfect film I didn't expect it to be because it's it's Lee Winnell. Like there are always those schlocky elements he loves to throw in there. I don't know if you did you watch Upgrade in the end? No. Upgrade has like They spelled the title wrong. <laughs> Upgrade has some phenomenal physical like not physical practical effects. And there are ones that cause people to have weird responses. Like I watched it with my friend and, and he was saying he didn't like the fact that when he was loading shotgun shells into his arm you could see the pipe and tubing, but then you could also see he has piercing, so he's seen where like flesh grows over like a piercing or part of a tunnel or something like that. Ew. And he could see where the where they had designed it so it looked like flesh was trying to grow over openings and stuff and it was chopping and cutting where people were putting Sexy. bits in. And I think that that's, that's fucking phenomenal. But it's still, it's schlocky as shit. He's showing video drawing. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's seen video drone. Um, but anyway, it, it, I like The Invisible Man. I like horror films. I like horror films done with a little bit of a punch as well. I like the the, the tricks that Lee Winnell has done. I just wish that instead of it being something that aims for realism, I think that maybe just go the whole magical route and maybe just have a brief conversation. I mean, the suit sounds pretty magical. That's kind of the point. That's what I mean. Like They aim for realism in the first, like say, hour, right mm. until they reveal the suit. And then once they reveal the suit, there's like super strength coming into some scenes and like he doesn't make any noise when he walks, which I think if you were trying to be, if you were invisible and you were trying to be silent and you were aiming to like not have anyone detect you when you're in a room and it was kind of like a, almost like a, like a weird, like fetishy thing to be watching someone through, mm. through this, like through like a peephole or some shit like that. If you're heard, it kind of ruins that element. And you sort of, you focus on not making any noise or you, you, you're just more aware of your surroundings, maybe. But as soon as you've let that veneer up, how is he staying silent? Like, because he's moving really quick. Like, there are scenes where he, he appears beyond one person, appears beyond another person. And like, you would hear him. Unless it's like, again, the suit. Say that it's got super strength. Say that he's like, made it bulletproof and he's like, been doing all the shit to it to try and make it. Maybe he got superpowers. <laughs> maybe. But I think that maybe if you... It doesn't subtract from the fear if someone's more powerful than you originally thought. Mm. It kind of makes them more monstrous and more like an unstoppable thing. And I think that that would add to something like this rather than subtract from it. I know that him being invisible alone seems like an incredible power, but as soon as the suit starts failing, if he can fall back on super strength, if he if he can't be hurt in certain ways, that could make it more interesting. It could mean... Imagine you were watching a film where someone could only be injured if you hit them like where the suit would have seams, essentially, where you would have joints. Mm-hmm. And you had someone who was invisible and they were appearing on and off and you had to sort of basically aim for areas that you wouldn't normally <laughs> shoot so that you could try and like injure them or put them down a bit. Stuff like that just changes. But again, the film's made, it's made by people that are a lot better at making films than me because they do it for a living. Yeah, I mean, make terrible films. But yeah, I definitely do. I mean, it's mostly balls and ass. It's your OnlyFans account. Yeah, <laughs> it's my OnlyFans account again. And also, I'm not fucking anyone, so why does it have to be my balls and ass? <laughs> Um, but yeah The Invisible Man uh, it's really really fucking good um, it's you know um, I just I yeah it's really really good I just I wish that there was just maybe a little bit more taken into consideration maybe there was maybe the script was changed maybe it was edited so stuff was removed I don't fucking know but the, the what we've you got always here, think they've removed stuff what we've got here is great and I enjoy it. and yes they always remove shit because they film so much they have to edit a film man Jesus no you um, just leave it all in one big go <laughs> I give it um <sighs> I'm, I'm going to give it a Ted Danson. It's really, really good. Um, it's problematic in some places, but really, really good. Ted Danson did blackface once. 
He was dating Whoopi Goldberg, so it's fine, apparently. Mm. <laughs> Your review, Ant? Whoopi Goldberg likes ladies, though. Now she does. Yeah, well, she dated Ted Danson. Well, she was married to him, wasn't she? Yeah, well, that's what makes you <laughs> that's change what makes... your mind. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's the chin. You're he's like, when chin. you've got, he's when got you've a big got... chin, he's got a massive forehead. That's the Ted Danson thing. Sorry, a forehead. He's got a pretty good chin as well. He's got a pretty strong jaw around. I think they're letting him down there. <laughs> Kids and your obsession with Ted Danson. Are you going to fucking review a thing? Are you Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> fucking. Yeah, I go. Yahoo Serious. What am I going to review? I don't fucking know. You're slurping. Review your things. Stop I'm using as an excuse for your, your stop using me as an excuse for your lack of a review. Right, fuck you. I played Terminator Resistance. Oh yeah, how is that? It's pretty good. Is that the one I bought? Maybe, I don't know. It's just in my room, so I started playing it. Oh yeah, I brought it up to you. Um, Terminator Resistance. It's like Alien Isolation, but with Terminators. No, it's not. Not in the slightest. No? It's, um, it's, it's like of, Halo, but with Terminators. No. Stop kicking the mic. Sorry! Um, so the game My balls. set during the future war, which I guess would be the which present to the war? characters in the fi- in the game. Wait, wait, which future war? The future war. The Corona War. They fight in Terminators the and it's toilet paper war. And it's set at the time when the first T eight hundreds with the synthetic skin Oh, two thousand six? No. It was two thousand and twenty one originally, two thousand twenty eight. Um, but it's the first ones of those are appearing. No one can believe they're real. Everyone's like, that can't be a real thing. Don't be silly, you silly drongo. Mm. And <laughs> they're Australian. No, but oh. they could be if they want yeah, to be. Boomerang. But um, yeah, so it's, you're, you're playing this character who's encountered one. His squad got wiped out and he's been marked for termination and now he runs into some people who aren't part of the military resistance, but they're just trying to survive and get by. And you get in their bus and you go to a town and stuff. Um, and the game's sort of like a Fallout light type thing. Like, you'll have a set of missions you get given, only a couple, not too many, just like three, two, three missions. Yeah. And you'll leave the gate and you'll be you'll be taken to some area. And it's like a, not a small area, it's sort of sizable, but it's a free roaming mostly. Oh, right. So, um, There's sometimes corridor areas and stuff, but there'll be like a, a town or something that you go sorry to. Sorry to interrupt. Is it a bit... Oh, really? You're sorry this time? Yeah. Um, is it a bit like... Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's a bit like Fallout. It's a bit like Fallout, but you've got like say five areas that you visit, and they have different missions, and they're, they're... Well, each each area is its own level. Oh right, so the actual levels are different yeah. areas each time. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. But you head around and you you do your missions and you avoid Terminator stuff. There's like little spider ones. Oh, and it's like Thief. There's That's little. Really good. There's big, you know, the walking ones with the two mini guns. Oh yeah, yeah. You've got to deal with them. They got the nice and authentic sounds and stuff. Sometimes you run into T T six hundreds walking around. Um, it encourages you to use stealth, but to be honest, just upgrade your gun once or twice and you'll be slaughtering them. Do you get laser guns? Yeah, I've got a pulse rifle with cool. a 40 watt range and you can upgrade it to have a higher watt range as well. Does it sound really like the rad. aliens one? No, it sounds like the one from Terminator. Oh, the pew pew pew. It goes pew 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 pew, pew like that. But um, shotgun's pretty good. I like the shotgun. Mm. You get a Terminator, not termination knife as well. It's like a little knife with wires and shit on it, so you can well, like stab a Terminator thing. and it goes and shorts them out. Oh, cool! Um, and you loot stuff and you craft stuff and all this. And it's got yeah, like that's, that's standard, now, isn't it? Story Shooters. things where you can choose what you're going to say and like. There's no like straightforward. You're going to be a good or a bad guy. It lets you just say what you want, but. You know, times of work it can manipulate how characters talk to you and like what mission you might not get missions from them if you upset them and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, pretty straightforward stuff. It's quite fun. Um, you know, you've, you've, you, there's no Arnie in it. They've got like the first T800s with the skin, and it's like just something. And he's got a voice going, "You're a Marvel Terminator." Mm. 
Um, and some mysterious person who was talking to you on the radio who's like, no, you need to get running, run now, and all this shit. There's someone who maybe, maybe knows the future. Oh, maybe. But um, there's also, you come across like this massive, great big walking Terminator thing, and I didn't like that, so I snuck around it. Is that kind of like one of the ones that captured people in... Um, uh, no, the- I don't think none of the. I don't think any of the designs salvation. are based on salvation. Thankfully, um, it seems to be set at the point where the future war kicked off in 1997. Still, so okay. um, I, the thing is, people keep going about Terminator and saying, "Oh, they keep retconning stuff." It's a time travel series. Yeah, so every time that timeline continues, every, yeah, every new film is a retcon. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like you could continue create... from one, but then you can make another one that retcons the whole thing. Like the timeline's well, a mess on purpose. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be retcon because every like they're the all whole... valid. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of it, isn't it? Like nineteen ninety seven still happened just but, because they changed the timeline. So there yeah, was one, but that so did two thousand and twenty, yeah. and so did like because in yeah, the current Legion exists. Spoilers for Dark Fate. Exists. It happens in two thousand and twenty in Scott and Dark Fate. Um, I like Dark Fate. It's um, it's fucking good. The only bit I take out is the aircraft bit, the plane bit. It was a waste of time. <laughs> Have a car chase. I take out the bit with her having to sacrifice her battery. I'd keep Grace yeah, alive. That's cool. I'd give. I'd just have another Arnie. Grace. Just have Arnie. Have another Grace. Just... Arnie knows that he's got one as well. But there's um, it's it's a nice game. It's fun. It's it's janky as heck, and it is quite clearly low budget, like mm. beat his stuff. But they're they're doing the best they can with what they've got. And they're like there's there's some stuff which I I don't know if they can patch it out if it'd be too much work. But every like audio very frequently has an audio pop when the characters start talking. Yeah. You'll get. And then it all the dialogue will kick in, um, and it's not a pop filter issue. It's an audio peaking issue where they've they've done something wrong with the editing. The only way they could fix it if the audio files are damaged themselves is they're going to have to go through and take the first fraction off of all these. Or audio just have files. a fade in for every audio, every dialogue. So you still every get you're still hearing. Where, no, you wouldn't. You, if you do a fade up into the dialogue, yeah, but then you got to do that to every single. Yeah, but you could automate it if it's every single dialogue piece that has the pop in. You could just into the code of the thing, have it mm. so that it drifts in but the drift would instead be be um, yeah fade in we should go turn fix it for I mean I could do yeah, it's yeah. just basically where the audio starts playing you just have a code where you have in how it's introduced because mm. it, it'll be play file and then you've got the file name location or the file number it's probably a number because it's a WAV but you can do fade in file name yeah, so you do fade in. I don't think it's a WAV, not the quality of these sound. It's all MP3s. It sounds like it's, I'd say, sub-MP3. I think the compression's pretty really? high on it. Yeah, the, there's definitely compression artifacts in the sound and everything. Um, it is, like it's quite clearly done on a budget, like reusing so many enemy types and stuff mm. like that. And you'll see, like, you know, buildings and stuff being reused a lot and bits of rubble reused a lot, but it's efficient game-making. It's what we used to have. Games yeah. used to friggin'... Games used to be things that weren't like trying to siphon money from your wallet and like they, they'd they give you a set of missions in the level and then wouldn't pile on an infinite number of more missions to make you keep running around that same area again and again. They'd have they'd let you just move from one bit of the story to the next yeah. and progress. And that's what well, they'd write like. the story and then they'd take the locations and then they'd make it happen. Nice. There's some good set pieces in there. There's one where you're, um, you've met the Resistance and you're running with them through a whole bunch, bunch of the towns and there's Terminators cropping up from all over the place taking shots at you and there's a one of the Skynet flying things, the Hunter Killers flying around yeah. shooting at you and they're like taking out buildings and stuff. Really, some basic destruction going on, not much. It can't it can't handle much. The frame rate tanks quite often. Yeah. Um, you can lock it to 30 frames per second on Xbox One X though, which is handy. It doesn't quite hit 60 on Xbox One X. Can you X run it at 4K as well? Yeah, it runs at 4K, but it's like... 
It's like not hitting 60 frames per second as far as I can tell. I think it's running 4K anyway. It's definitely trying its best. Mm. But um, texture quality is like all blurry and stuff. Like I say, it's, it's a B-tier game. Yeah. And it's what I miss. I miss more, more games that are like, you know, developers not having infinite budget and not just making these ridiculously... Because the thing is, when they make these games massive like that, and then they go and make a sequel, if they don't bring every single feature over, then nerds complain like crazy. Well, but if they do bring every single feature over... You've got devs who are crunching to try and get this blooming game finished. Even though you've got an overpowered character that doesn't yeah. have any real challenge. But they're just... Um, I think they're going to end up with... This is going to be one of those games where you're going to get reviewers in years saying, oh, this terrible Terminator game and all this sort of stuff. And it's not. It's good. It's, it got I bad see, reviews I, and they're going to paint it as being bad. That yeah. was the thing. I only heard bad things. I heard, like... There are a few people that were like, oh, the audio's good for the guns and, and like... It definitely feels like a Terminator thing. More authentic than a lot of these games yeah. do. Like... The, the sound effects, the locations, like sometimes when you're just going around and you've got that smoky blue haze everywhere, it looks like the air's littered with like blue smoke and yeah. all this sort of stuff. Like you've got in the future war things to hide how. It's just, yeah, like it's all bathed in neon and it's dark and it's got that blue mm. colour and then you've got the red lasers flying. You have like um, special goggles that let you see where Terminators are and oh, see really? through walls and shit. That's cool. And you take photos with them. Because um, of course you can. It's a, you've got to have a photo thing. They're trying their best. Yeah, yeah. They're oh, chucking yeah, as much yeah. as they can in there. Fuck yeah. Um, you know, it's got crafting. You know? <laughs> so yeah, you can make your own mines and ammo and like lock picks. The lock picking is straight out of like the Fallout games and stuff. It's <clears> literally <throat> turn one analog stick I... to an angle and then push with the other. <laughs> it's one of those weird things where I genuinely miss licensed games. Like in my head, I still remember fondly how bad Land of the Dead the tie-in game was. Do you remember that? There wasn't a tie-in game. There was. No, if you say Land of the Dead Fiddler's Green was a was like an intro to the plot of Land of the Dead where you played a character who's trying to get to Fiddler's Green. Uh, that's such a bad name for a place. <laughs> but you're trying to get to Fiddler's Green and it was basically... My question what George Romero knows. It was mostly me- melee combat focused. Do you know what's special had, like, about Land of the Dead? What? It's only the second time ever that John Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper worked together on a film. What was right. the first time? Yeah, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Other than the documentary they did about Super say, Mario was Brothers. Was he not in The Pest? Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about John Leguizamo. Not, I know Dennis Hopper was in The Pest. Um, no, it's it's it, like it, I miss those games. Like I remember the Robocop mm. games, and then like the Ned Robocop on PS2 was kind of all right. Yeah, I know. Loads like, of people moaned about how slow it was. Like you're playing as Robocop. Yeah. I like the scanner where you had like the auto scanner where you could like pick up targets and a thing and then you timed when they so were one thing out. that Godzilla game on PS4 it's not great but it's a really good simulation yeah. of being Godzilla yeah. it's very slow it's sluggish and clunky and you knock things over a lot by accident that's kind of like <laughs> that's kind of like when I played the Godzilla game for uh, Dreamcast it was a similar thing it was just like you're stomping forward and it's essentially a game where you just control what you shoot with the fire the rest of it mm. you just wave your arms and stomp your feet like mm. it's basically just destroy this shit and I, I just, like, there are so many licensed... I think that one of the things that worries me is that someone I was someone I was talking to online said that they couldn't believe that Resident Evil was a game before it was a movie because they'd only grown up... They'd only grown up sort of Weirdos, too young to Jesus. play the video games. And then when the films came out, they were like 12. So the films were like the first thing they had interactions with. And then the video games God, imagine out. being introduced to Resident Evil I know, the films. right? Fucking bad. Well, there's going to be a generation mm. that introduced a Monster Hunter through the Monster Hunter films. Mm. You forget about that, don't you? Tony Jarrett's in that. Mm. Yeah. Um, is that getting delayed? No. Oh, please. Coronavirus can't kill the Monster New Hunter. New Mutants is getting delayed. Yeah, of course Again. it is. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they've been advertising that on the CW in front of Flash and Arrow and stuff like that. So, yeah. um... It's a good waste whoops. of Whoops. <laughs> it's only making it more and more of a flop, isn't it? 
I think it would be lovely if it turned out to be fantastic and it made loads of money. I think, because you imagine the documentary you could make out of that. Like, where everyone, no one wants this film and it's all awful and really all the weird stuff they have to deal with. Stranger Things. I can't, I don't know what? why. I what? really don't like him. Oh. He's a right skeezy prick. He reminds me of someone that used to do coke when I was like 16 in school and he was two years old and hung out with everyone from fucking that year. And he looks just like him. And then the other day, well, not the other day, like when Stranger Things got big, he was caught with coke when he was trying to fly to America to go and do that. And I was like, oh, he's just the same kind of skeezy cunt. As, just a rat-faced, skeezy little cokehead cunt. I fucking hate those cunts. Anyway, your review, aren't you done? i got a lot of hatred for rat-faced people like him. I'm sorry. I've been looking in the mirror lately. I don't have a rat face. Anyway. I think you'll find that my, my nickname was Jewbucca for a little while. Terminator Resistance is alright? Yeah. I've heard, like, see, that's the thing. You have said it's alright. Um, someone I hold in much more esteem than you, Jim Sterling, said it was alright, so give it a fucking chance. I'm outraged. <laughs> I had to get a stab at you, didn't I? You, you call me a rat face. <laughs> I get one stab in afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> the audience can't tell, but right now Anne has a look of quite quite a lot of disdain on his face. <laughs> Is it my review now? Yeah, I guess so. Cool, I'm going to review a film. Oh, you know. Yeah. I'm going to review Pixar's newest movie, Onward. Never heard of it. Imagine a world where magic existed and people got bored of it because mobile phones were made. So now magic's really boring and no one really does anything with it. And the only... Oh, Onward. The only thing that really exists that um, that still reminds people that these adventures happen are like sort of weird, um, weird restaurants where heroes have sort of turned their taverns into family restaurants, and there are like relics and things like in museums, and for the most part, it's like old fountains. Is it like that orc film? What is it like that orc film? No, or Will Smith? No, no, it's not like the greatest film ever, Bright. Um, directed by our Messiah. No, sorry, written by our Messiah. Dude, that film was Max Landis' Star Wars. Yeah, it was Max Landis' Star Wars. It was David Ayer's non-suicide squad. And Max Landis said, say, this could I, be my Star Wars. I would still say that Bright is a better film than Suicide Squad. It's more interesting, at least. Will Smith's in both. Yeah, he is, yeah. But you've got, like, Joel Edgerton in Bright. Joel Edgerton. Edgerton. No, it's Edgerton. Edgar. Um, so what are you talking onward. about some Onward <laughs> yeah. Onward um, it's a story of two brothers played by Tom Holland and Chris Pratt and their mother played by Julia I mean, Louise Dreyfus if you one brother you're going to have another brother exactly. there's two brothers um, so Tom Holland is a nebbish young man who sort of um, doesn't have a lot of friends and isn't very social um, but he really wants to be and his dad's name carries a lot of a lot of um, prestige in the in the college he's aiming to go to because he he was quite he was out there and he was like this like he was like a big like everybody sort of um, idolised him. Um, his brother, played by Chris Pratt, is like a big buffoonish guy who's really into like the equivalent of D&D, which is actually based on history. So it's like a... Imagine D&D was basically a history book. That's kind of what he plays with his friends. You mean freaking like those people who reenact wars? Yeah, basically. Yeah, what are they called? Uh, LARPers. Yeah. Um, and and he is he's well known in the town because he keeps chaining himself to like this historical fountain that's that's like the end point of an adventure and it was marked with this fountain. Um, anyway, uh, they, the two boys, um, when Tom Holland turns 16, he's given a gift and it turns out that his dad was a magic user and he's left him a phoenix shard, a phoenix stone, sorry, which is 
a very powerful magical artifact and a staff to put the stone in so that he can do a do a regeneration or, or a visitation spell, which gives him 24 hours with his dad. So he's doing the spell and his brother, he sort of comes in and he, he's trying to coach him for it. He's like, oh, keep your shoulders up, you know, because like, he knows all the magical shit. And basically when it gets to the top, it becomes too difficult and he can't hold it himself. And his brother goes, I'll come and help you. And he says, no, don't help me. And that breaking his, breaking his concentration means that he falls backwards and only half his dad comes back. So <gasps> they've got to, they've got to set off to the go and find. The top half or the bottom half? The bottom half. They've yeah. got to set off and go and find a, um, they've got to go and find another Phoenix stone so they can finish the spell, bring the dad back. See, they only get until sundown the next day. So they've got a fine amount so of time. So they fuck with the bottom half. No, um, oh. in in quite a quite a funny scene. Like, I'll, I'll get into it in a little bit. But anyway, as a table. So the two boys, the two boys, basically go off on this adventure, and they're gonna go and see the manticore to try and find out where she knows. Wait, there's, there's a manticore in there's this. There's a manticore in this. Fuck yeah! Um, and the manticore is no longer an adventurer. It was an adventurer, so it was. They joined in the sex party. Yeah. Um, there was a manticore who's out there doing adventures and, and fighting fighting monsters and shit like that. But now she's sort of. Settled down, runs this restaurant. There was a, it was a tavern, like a rough and ready tavern where people were beating the shit out of each other. But over time, she's had to gentrify it. <laughs> like basically, she had to adapt to the area because the area is gentrifying. There's people they don't care about magic and adventures anymore. Um, and so the boys, they go and they see her, and she gives them a map, which is actually on a placemat. So they've got like a, you know, like the adventures have been turned into these like McDonald's style games on a placemat for kids oh, nice. with crowns. So it's like, oh look, there's a Phoenix Shard. It's at this place, and they're like, oh, okay, I recognize that place. Let's go there. They eventually go there and they, you know, they go on an adventure and, and the whole idea is they need to restore the dad. I spent an hour and 15 minutes of this film going, oh, this looks really nice. This looks really nice. This looks really nice. I'm just not feeling any emotion from this. Tom Hall- Tom Holland and Chris Pratt are good. They've been in the Marvel films together. They both got a lot of charisma in, in like what they do. Um, but I just didn't feel like a massive connection. Um, you get to the hour and 15 minute mark and Pixar do what Pixar do. They fucking hit you in the feels. Um, and there is, there is a good message here about, about, um, he was, he wasn't even, you know, um, he, he was very, very young before he could actually recognize who his father was. And like, you know, he was under one year old when his dad died. So the 16 year old played by Tom Holland, he doesn't really remember his dad, whereas his brother played by Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt's, about 21, 22, they sort of, they don't really reveal their ages, but that's sort of the age you get from him. Um, he did. He spent a lot of time, he remembers his dad. And he, he tells a story of how, um, and it's essentially the same as Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. He went into the room, the dad was hooked up to all these tubes and stuff, and they, and they were like, we've got to give him the choice to say goodbye. And he said, I wanted to be brave for dad. I wanted to be this person. I wanted to go in there and I say goodbye. And I, I, I went in and he wasn't my dad. He was hooked with these tubes and I ran out. And immediately I was like, Chris Pratt does this thing well. Like telling mm. that kind of story is easy. Everyone has that sort of, they can, they can connect people have lost people, you know, life is life. And, and from that point, I was sort of like, it went from being a film where I was just passively observing this thing and I was like, fuck, Chris Pratt's character, I think his name's Bartley, Bar- Barley, Bartley. I can't remember. I was like, ride or die for that fuck. Right until the end. I was like, fuck it, that dude, he's awesome. And especially the ending, um, there are choices made, decisions made. I mean, do you watch Pixar films or are you going to watch this fucking film? You're just trying to spoil all the films. Yeah, I'm just trying to spoil all stop, the fucking films. Stop spoiling are you going to watch this? Yeah, probably. No, you're not. You're fucking lying. Did you watch Frozen 2? Yeah, people at home might watch. Did you watch Onward? The five people that listen to this might... (laughs) 
Basically, there's a very sweet. You don't moment. have to spoil. I'm stuff. not going to spoil it. There's a very sweet Jeez. moment, and 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 it's done very very well. Pixar do this kind of shit so fucking well, and it, and it hit me. It, it did hit me. It wasn't like I wasn't in tears. I wasn't like it wasn't something that that actually you know. I usually say I have an emotional response to something when it when it actually affects me that way. But I it was sad. It was something that that you know. Recognizably sad, and it was a moment that was very well crafted in a film. You that successfully recognize sadness. Yeah, I did. I'm Dennis now. Um, it was it was a moment that um, maybe wasn't earned by the first section, but I think that that passive, that passive progression, and then it, it reaching a crescendo was, you know, it's not what I've grown to expect from Pixar. Pixar are very peaks and lows. Like the the films they make, things like Big Hero. You no, know, what Big Hero Six was Pixar. And no, what was that Pixar Disney? didn't make Big Hero no, Six. They didn't. Um, but if you watch something like Upside Down, Inside Out, Inside Out. Fuck's sake, man. Upside Down. Um, if you watch Inside Out, there is um, there's there is a moment in which the imaginary friend comes back into it. And he's recognised by Tina Fey's character. It was Amy Poehler. It's Amy Poehler. It's recognised by Amy Poehler's character, Bing Bong. Uh, what's this racist fucking? Inside Name out. you're giving a have character you, have now? Have you seen it? It is Bing Bong, isn't it? Is, is he Chinese? No, he's a pink elephant with like a little waistcoat. But anyway, there's a scene in which um, in which um, Joy and Bing Bong are like trapped in an area, and Bing Bong has to make a sacrifice to save Joy. And like, that Pixar framed that moment so incredibly well that that was one of those things where I was like, <gasps> Bing Bong, I love you. <laughs> like it was it was one of those moments where. I, you recognise loss in a different way. And with this, it didn't have that same effect. Like, Inside Out is very masterfully done, though. I think that people don't recognise that as a good movie or people like it. Maybe they don't to speak about it in the same way they speak about Toy Story and, and things like that. Um, but, you know, that that scene, I was I wanted that. I wanted some of that. And I wanted some of, like, the energy from... from but you don't really get that. And it's such a, like, the fantasy world. Literally anything can happen. Anything can fucking happen in the fantasy world and they get in a van and they go on a road trip to go on an adventure. Yeah, it's grounding. But it doesn't need to... When they ride a dragon. There, oh, one person does. Oh! Oh, shit! Um, but yeah, onward. It's it's fine. It's not the best they've done. It's not the worst. I enjoyed it a lot. It's yeah, so much Pixar better. Pixar a film out a year now. Yeah. It's so much better than Cars, Cars 2, Cars 3. Or... Well, Cars is good. It's so much better than, than any of those films... But I would say individual moments. No. I'd say that Cars and Cars, cars 3... Cars 2, the video game, or Cars Made to National. I would say that there are moments in Cars and Cars 3 that I that I was more emotionally invested in than moments in Onwards, and those are films about cars. It just it, I think that this is a lost opportunity for Pixar. Those are films about the post-apocalypse where the automated cars take over. Have you seen Cars 3? No. Okay. I'd watch Cars 3. If you liked Cars 1, watch Cars 3, because Cars 3 is essentially it's a just... Burnout Paradise set in the same universe. Is it? Yeah. There's there no people or... left. Oh, yeah. And there's only cars um, going Onward. Around. I'm going to give Onward a... I'm going to give Onward a... Just say a random actor and no one cares. I'm going to give Onward It's a... all nonsense. Just... I'm going to give Onward a... Who would you... You're just going to fill with silence. I'm going to give Onward a Will Smith. Literally a solid five seconds of silence. Maybe onward of a Will Smith. Six seconds of silence. Maybe onward of Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, sometimes he does a Men in Black in the Pursuit of Happiness, and then sometimes he does Hitch or Suicide Squad. Kevin Kevin James. (laughs) Have you seen Kevin James's YouTube? 
Yeah, what's he going on? He it's keeps fucking putting, great, isn't it? All these weird short films really and good. like comedy skits he keeps chucking out. They're My, really fucking good. Have you seen the one where um, it's um, no King of Queens? Have you seen the one where it's um, what's the guy? I like the episode of King of Queens when they didn't give Patton Oswalt any direction, so everyone's doing the scene and he's just standing still. <laughs> really, in the background scene, yeah. Apparently, he got no direction, so he just stood there completely Steve still. <laughs> and every time the camera cuts, you can just see him in the corner of the shot, just standing there. Oh, two sorry hospitals have had three deaths so far. Yay, great. Why are you looking at the news now Absolutely. on your phone? And where else? Oh. Well, because we've got to stay up with this shit, St. Helier Hospital. Yeah, you're not the one who's having to friggin' serve disgusting customers. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm technically I'm working from home for the next four weeks. Yeah, you've got it easy. They've forced us to work from home. I've got to actually talk to these Do you want a job? Travellers. I'll give you a job. No, I don't want to have to work. <laughs> All right. But, um, but yeah... Will Smith onwards fine I reckon if you've got kids this really is a sonic is Will Smith in Soul no racist who's uh, in Soul I thought it was a Will Smith one I thought it was uh, Mahershala Ali is it yeah, is it so. another film where they turn a black person into another thing he's not like an animal or something isn't it isn't he like a jazz musician it's like a whole thing yeah he gets turned into a friggin bird or something oh he gets turned into a bird Something like that. He gets turned into something like this. This a oh, whole. Oh, no, it's Jamie Fox. Yeah, Jamie Fox. Racist. But it's a whole. It's a whole thing now. What Animated films where the, a character's voiced by a black person and he gets turned into something. Jamie that's not Fox, a black person. David Diggs, Tina Fey, Trent Reznor, Trent Felicia Reznor, Rexha, John Ratzenberger, Questlove, Atticus Ross, and Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett's a really good get. I like Bertie Bassett's. Angela Bassett was in um, Vampire in Brooklyn, wasn't she? Maybe I don't know. I can't remember. All right, and your review. Fuck you. My review? Yeah. My review? Yeah. Jesus. Do you want to go pee while you think about it? No. I might need to pee. You're not allowed to go pee. You shouldn't be drinking so much. I mean, come on, it's I've been in a whole day. Do you want me to pause it so you can go have a pee? Not yet. But you're going to do it midway through... Have you refilled that? I know what you're talking about. It's always this full. <sighs> That's the jar I pissed in. Why are you drinking out of a jar? I'll go pee. Pause it. Jesus Christ. Hold on, let me pause it first. Okay, right, okay, wait. Alright, you ready? Right, I'm gonna pause it. It picked up the fart! Yeah, of course it did. Yes. And it picks up all your fidgeting as well. I mean, gotta get the spinner. Jeez, right, I'm gonna pause it. Okay. We're back after these commercials. Okay, and we're back. (sighs) Did you enjoy your pee? I did, I did. What did you rate it? Did you flush this time? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you I remembered this time, yeah. yeah. And did you sing a song while you were washing your hands? I did, sure? I did. Yeah. What song was it? Um, uh, what's the uh, song from Song of the South? <laughs> zippity doo Dog. That's it, that's it. I sang zippity doo Dog. zippity Day. Disney is racist. See, I sing No Effects is the decline while I wash my ah, hands, no. which is a bit of a pain because it takes 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, a No Effects song takes twenty. My hands are really song. Do you know now. I've seen No Effects live like three or four times. Have you seen Me First and the Gimme Gimmies? Yes, they played at Sonosphere one mm. year. Was it Sonosphere or Download? They played not Sonosphere or Download one year, and I saw them. Anyway, you dumb. Uh, Sabaton, I saw as well. I've seen like thirty. Uh, is it thirty six Crazy Fists or Five Finger Death Punch? I've seen them both, but I've seen Five Finger Same Death band. Punch. Yeah, I've seen Five Finger Death Punch like five times. They're pretty good. Why would you ever do that? And they just kept showing up at festivals and I went to a gig they did. I've seen I Ramstein. would stop going to festivals. I've seen Ramstein three times. Mm. Four, actually. Four. Twice at a festival, twice live in venues. I went to Prague to go see them not long ago. And your review? 
Your review. Your review. Your review. You done? Yeah. Right, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Oh, no, here we go, racist. What? <laughs> I watched it. Yeah. Ten episodes of puppetry. Mm. <laughs> I love a bit of puppetry. <laughs> I like Muppets. You regretted that instantly, didn't I like you? Puppets. A I like those two French dudes with the dicks out. Which ones? The penis puppetry guys. They're fun. They like tie their dicks up in knots and do things with them. I've never seen that, but okay. It's a whole thing. Oh. But this one doesn't have dicks in it. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Isn't it a kid's book? Well, it's not technically, is it? It is. It's fun. It's quite dark. Um, well, so is... The Knights. Inhumanoids. Inhumans? Inhumanoids. The classic Marvel series Inhumanoids. Oh. The Evil that lies with him. The so anyway, this one's set like some time before the first, before the film. No specific time period, but the 80s. if I had to guess, at least a generation. At least the before. 80s. Yeah, at least Maybe the, the 70s. So it does kind of help if you've watched the film beforehand because this will spoil plot twisty stuff for the film. Skepsis. Or at least, I mean, it, I say spoil it, it will like reveal things that in the film you're meant to find out gradually as the film goes on. So it helps if you've watched the film first, which I, I had watched recently anyway, because I've got the 4K version. Um, but basically, it's in a time when Gelflins are everywhere. There's four different tribes of Gelflin that exist. and What's a Gelflin? All this sort of stuff. They're little... little they're like elves. Yeah, sort of. But, but with they're a G, Gelflings, with yeah. A G. Um, and the story mainly centres around one called Rian, another one called and there's a. I thought you were going to say. There's Gia. another one who's a princess who's like you princess. Know, princess. Is that a She's sassy into princess? books and stuff. She likes learning. <gasps> <gasps> like the page master. So, Rianne uh. has a girlfriend, and she gets captured by the scientist. Like, there's a whole bunch of girlfriend work at the Dark Crystal Tower, like yep. the Skeksis Tower. That's where a lot of Stephen King books are set. Um, and they're like, you know, they're the guards for the Skeksis. Yeah. But one of them sees something they shouldn't. So the scientist, basically, the Dark Crystal's not giving them their youthful energy anymore, so they're not staying alive plus the power of the crystal. They've been draining it for generations and keeping themselves alive, the Skeksis have. They need to find a new way, and he devises this thing where he'll suck essence out of the living creatures of Fra, the world they live on, Fra, and Rian's little girlfriend lady, she gets killed by one of them. He's like, ah, no! And then the Skeksis weave lies that, oh, Rian killed her. And then he attacked the Skeksis. No! What a disgusting person. Everyone should hunt him down. They send his dad after him and all this sort of Can stuff. Can I ask a question? What? I'm trying Did to do the... Pl- I'm trying oh, to say sorry. about the film. Stop being a twat. Sorry, no, I was going to ask a very sincere question. What? What now? So, have you watched the outtakes from the filming of this? No. Because the puppeteers had a really good time. I'm sure they did. Oh, they were playing okay, with sorry, puppets. Sorry, They're puppets, sorry, for God's sorry, sake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everyone has a good time with puppets. I mean, Jeez. some people don't. So that's his story, is he's on the run from the Skeksis. Yep. And they're after him, and he wants to prove Running what really Skeksis. happened. Unfortunately, Skeksis aren't particularly like smart in a proper sense, because they basically... Skeksis are billionaires. Skeksis yeah. are rich people. They're, they're the ones who have everything, and they want more of it, what and it doesn't matter what cost it has to the isn't life it, around them. Isn't it that there were a lot of Skeksis at one point, and no. then they started dying no, out? No, there was only ever a handful. Is it really? There's ten left in the first film. There's more than around here. I was going to say because like but in not the film, much more. There was meant to be loads of them. They're meant to be this intimidating no, force, like, and they sort of took over, and no, then was like, they died off. No, no, because of inbreeding. No, no, not in like eugenics. That. No, 
But they're basically they 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 this is all about like because they've been ruling the land and all the Gelflings they give tributes to the Skeksis and stuff and they see they see the Skeksis as being like women you know these lords that they should honour and all this sort of stuff yeah and they like them what do the Skeksis do they refuse to believe stop saying weird shit I'm asking questions just drink your fucking piss it looks like cum (laughs) piss Uh, but But I'm trying to explain the thing you have penis I'm sorry you fucking want taking your phone away no no come on yep Misbehaving. All right, okay, fine. Right, so Rian's on the run. He's trying to let people know what the Skeksis have been up to okay. and how they're actually evil. They're not good. Yeah. And the Skeksis have gone, oh, his mind's messed up. Don't do the thing where they mind meld type thing and they share their dreams or whatever okay. it is. Okay. Um, meanwhile, there's Dee. She lives in, a, she's a rape. She's from a uh, tribe of Gelflins that live underground, very connected with the earth and stuff. And there's a weird darkening going on, which is corrupting the creatures under there making them violent mm. so she heads out she gets given a message from this world tree feels like a world tree talks to her like avatar and um she gets sent out on a mission to go do some stuff go to another one of the tribes get some help all this sort of stuff find out if there's a cure and a bunch the of them end up all getting tied in together no one believes them that the Skeksis are evil until later on because it's called Age of Resistance. It's about resistance rising up. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of shit happens. People die, get stabbed, like the Skeksis be evil. Yeah. Um, it's really nice. It's this looks... is a sequel in a video game, doesn't it? No one plays that. There's friggin' like, we're going straight from the film to this, like the recreation of the sets and the cost of puppets and all this sort of stuff is like spot on. Mm. Like Jim Henson's Creature Workshop must have kept all the details around. It's his like, son, isn't perfect. it? Directing it. Yeah, one of them, probably. I know um, the kid from Labyrinth is one of the puppeteers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, but yeah, they've got Mark Hamill doing the voice of the um, the scientist doing yeah, a good and job and it's recognisably him Taron Adgerton is there's a whole bunch of people like Aquafina does a voice and friggin you're not allowed near your phone I'm told you just, um, okay. but um yeah and there's like Simon Pegg's doing the voice of the Chancellor the um Chamberlain doing all his yeah I heard I heard of he was stuff. um but yeah it, it looks spot on like it's amazing they've made like nearly 10 hours of hmm. new stuff because puppet stuff isn't isn't fast to make, it isn't easy to make, it requires a whole lot of, like, you can only do certain shots a lot of the time, but they've really, like, they've really upped it. Like, they've digitally removed, like, the wires and stuff like that. So none of the characters have, like, the wires sticking out of their hand, which you just accepted as part of puppetry stuff, because it wasn't something that you could remove back in the day. Yeah. Um, They use a CGI sparingly for stuff that wouldn't, work or you mostly for compositing things together like they'll have a flying creature or something mm. and it'll be a composite into the shop like a digital composite but you'll have like this one skexis called the hunter who's like doesn't live with the other ones he's off in the middle of nowhere they call him when they're desperate and he'll hunt stuff down and kill it um and he's basically like a predator he like jumps all over the place and runs around and he's like fights with all his arms because they've oh, got cool. like four arms and shit yeah um and so sometimes he's like cgi when he's running and jumping off walls and stuff but I think there's a lot of it where they make it look like where they've puppeteered the top half of him or something and they've CGI'd the bottom half into it um, it's really well done it's like it's freaking slick um, I've, yeah. I've not finished it yet I'm halfway through it um, I love it but I just got sidetracked by other crap I started watching that Love is Blind program 
This is your problem. You just put anything on. Well, I thought, like, okay, so someone told me it was really funny, and I started watching Love is Blind, and I thought it was a comedy program, like a scripted it's a comedy program. TV thing. Yeah. But yeah, you don't. Watching it. It's not you, Terrace House. If it's not Terrace House, why are you even bothering? It was so weird because they're all psychopaths. Yeah. But some of them are, like, really invested in the idea they're never going to get another Geordie Shaw. I don't want another Geordie Shaw. I don't. Geordie I Shaw. don't like Love Island or any of that stuff. Someone why told did me. You watch it? Someone told me it was a scripted comedy series. Well, I, I mean, started watching it and like they're three, all scripted. Yeah, yeah, I started watching it three episodes in, and I was Unlike like Terrace House, which is the one people. Should, it's a Japanese one. They have a house, people live in it, and uh, nothing happens. And then there's people in the studio commenting on stuff that's happening, and then like characters hang around for a couple of years and then they disappear because they just don't want to live there anymore, and oh. they're allowed to leave whenever they want. And it's just like, yeah, I'm going to the shops later, and everyone's like, cool. All right, do you want anything, Cornetto? Yeah, awesome. And everyone's like, wow, you see the sexual chemistry there between the two mm. characters, except in Japanese. That's kind of cool. You're like, sugoi. So it's like it's a bit like um, when I had really bad insomnia and I used to watch Spring Watch. I'd be like, oh, thing. look at that. Look at that moving around. Oh, the birds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, with Bill Oddie. Yeah. Yeah. But they'll be sitting there saying stuff like, pink eye, magenta des. Who's got pink eye? That's just... <laughs> Yeah, I say stuff in Japanese. <laughs> I'm really impressed, but at the same time, it sounds like you said pink eye. I mean, what I said eye. was it's not pink, it's magenta. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm chucking a Carmen Rider decade reference fine, in there. That's great. For Pete, for the kids. The, the Japanese is really coming along. I'm really impressed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I, I really enjoyed what I saw. I haven't finished it yet. I, <laughs> I started watching. So before I started watching the series, I rewatched The Dark Crystal. And then I made the mistake of rewatching the Dark Crystal, and then going into watching Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance immediately after. You thought the series was a sequel, didn't you? No, no. I just I wanted to watch the original again because I I watched Labyrinth a bunch of times in a row for some reason, and I went straight to Dark Crystal and then started watching Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. And I think it was just it was too much. Like as a ten hour series, I think it's best to chop it up because I just got exhausted on the whole premise after those five episodes. I was like, oh, I'll go back. I will go back mm-hmm. eventually. But. Never got around to it. No, watched all of Lovers Blind. Idiot. I fucking idiot. If anyone gets the chance to watch the first three episodes of Lovers Blind, find out when during those first three episodes you realise that it isn't scripted TV and it's a reality TV show because it took me three episodes. Genuinely three episodes. They're still scripted. I know it's still scripted, but like some of the conversations. I mean, I saw. Remember, Vicky used to watch. Um, Geordie Shaw all the time yeah. and I'd just walk in look at a clip and go why is there a continuity error in this scene <laughs> they're meant to be having like an argument having and the cupboard door keeps opening and closing yeah. behind them and she keeps moving position even though she's been stood still between shots I, I watched five seconds of The Only Way is Essex freaking Dark Crystal is more real than those shows so I watched five seconds of The Only no, it was probably longer than five seconds it's just time is a vacuum when you're watching shit like that and it was basically, it went from a scene where two people were in a club and they were like, hey, so, uh, do you want to carry on the relationship? And the guy turns around and goes, and goes, yeah, like, uh, I don't really know. Like, I know that I'm in a place where I could be in a relationship, but I don't know if I want to be in a relationship, if you know what I mean. She's like, yeah, well, maybe we should just, like, uh, think about it then. And she's like, um, Hard yeah, cut to the sex yeah, scene from a we should, we should totally just think about it. And then, it, no, it wasn't a hard cut to the, and then it was like a, Hard cut to him being at work the next day in an indiscernible job that I assume is some sort of design role, but 
I don't know. And some like bearded little goat man who's no taller than about five foot four comes over in these glasses and he's got these horrible sleeve tattoos and the shitty like open collar. You know, like the little button. Oh, he collar, probably like, works at one of those cafes in London. Maybe. And he's got like he's got like a watch and loads of bangles and stuff. He just looks like a hipster weirdo. And he and he comes over to the guy and he's like, it's like, yeah, man, are you done with those designs yet? Because um, like the, the the client really wants to see them. Being as vague as possible, he's like, the client really wants to see him. And he's like, oh yeah, man, I'm working on the designs. I'm just a little bit bummed out because. Uh, me and me and Michelle, we broke up. And then it cuts back to the boss and the boss is like, yo man, don't worry about it, because you know your personal life has got to come first sometimes. Um, yeah, so you're totally bummed out. Like, talk to me, machismo. Why are you about this? Like, this is genuinely how they sound in that program. And I was watching, I was just like, what? what is going on? These people have no problems. They're all white. They're all mid to late 20s. They're all rich. Yeah, they work in a shitty business themed they internet cafe. literally no job. Like, who, who goes... Says the guy who sits at home... Just moving the mouse every now selling, and again, so people think he's working. And coils for X-rays, and also dealing with MRI yeah, that job's just gone straight through one ear and out the other. This is like Chandler Bing's job from the Friends, where no one knows what it is he does. Uh, I have an actual job, mate. Shut up. I I provide dreams to people. <laughs> I allowed to package. I fight nightmares. Yeah, package their dreams. <laughs> I was trying to talk about Dark Crystal. Yeah, you were. Let's really not talk about the only ways Essex. Yeah, man. You know, just do your thing. Talk about talk about life. You know, talk about the only way is Essex. Or talk about Dark Crystal. You know, it's all the same. At the end of the day, it's entertainment for someone, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Spring spring roll your springboard your ideas, man. Go on, just you know, spring roll springboard your ideas. Just just let them out. Springboard. Let them out. Let them out. Are you done? Are you quite finished. Yeah, People are trying to listen to a review of Dark Crystal, <laughs> and you're here just. You know, I'm just, I'm just visualizing. I'm visualizing happiness. You're being a fucking yuppie. I'm visualizing happiness for you, and I'm seeing you persevering through this difficult time. Fucking millennials. You're, <laughs> you're a millennial. Nah, don't say that. <laughs> Technically, we both are, aren't they? Like, it's like they should be about twenty-five to forty now. Uh, no, no. Anyway, get on with your fucking review. Oh, I don't see what the point is. To go off track. So anyway, Dark Crystal, I'm really impressed with it. Would you say that um, the removal of like the strings and stuff and all the weird bits and pieces, and also the move from because the original was film, wasn't it? It's like the 4K, the 4K um, restoration they've got on Netflix is a bit choppy. No, is it right? You watched it on Blu-ray though, didn't you? I've got the 4K Blu-ray. The 4K Blu-ray of Dark Crystal looks spectacular. The 4K, um, the 4K one on Netflix looks dog shit. That's because you're watching on Netflix, you friggin' That's true. What do you watch in Tunisia? What? Yeah, but you're not watching internet compression and shit, man. <sighs> Streaming, isn't it? Yeah, I know. The Apple TV actually does a really good job of... of we already had this discussion. Your Apple TV? The Apple TV, yeah. Um, Who was it? Was it um, Digital Foundry did a thing about the 4K Blu-rays versus Apple TV's 4K streaming through their proprietary software and their system only? not like Netflix and shit like that, and they compared the two and they couldn't find... There wasn't a discernible difference. There was like pixel loss on like a couple of bits, but was it like just detail loss depending on bandwidth? What was the frame rate? Same, 24. Oh, lock 24 frames per yeah. second. Yeah, not TVs. the full fat 48 frames per second for your yeah, true... Oh, true movies, like Gemini. <laughs> yeah. Gemini. 120 frames per second. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not I'll buying that until we're getting the 120 frames per second version. Not Dark Crystal's good, you fuck. <laughs> Stop being stupid. Taron Egerton's in it. <laughs> yeah, he does Rianne's voice. Who does the woman's voice? Well, Dee. 
Yeah. Um, can't remember someone. Yeah, I think there's a whole bunch of people. Image like, probably. Why not? Sure. I think she does the voice of his girlfriend when he gets killed in the first episode. Does she? Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm, I really like it. I like puppetry. I want to see it brought more puppets. So bring back Fraggle Rock. Oh, I'd fucking kill like for a proper a kid series. Don't scare us away. Fraggle, not one Rolling of these fucking ones where you let friggin' what's who's that twat who keeps trying to do edgy versions Andy of Sandberg's things for kids? It. Yeah, loads of people. Right? It's good fun. Natalie Dormer, Eddie Izzard. Whee! There's like loads of friggin'. There's loads, like yeah. This is have, like a fucking serious cast. They have like um like so it's many puppets Weaver. in like individual scenes and stuff. Like like the film. Because of the setting of the film, there's only ever like ten Skeksis and like two Gelflins and only a handful here and there in certain scenes. But for the most part, you're just following two Gelflins around. But this has like whole crowds and battles. Like the whole last episode's a whole battle in a village. Oh, Anna Taylor Joy plays Bria. Bria, that's uh, and Natalie Natalie Emmanuel plays Deet. Mm. Anyway, it's good. That's really cool. I really like it. Yeah, I imagine there'd be a second series at some point. Oh, yeah. Like, I think... Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know if they'll invest as much because it must cost a lot to do this. Yeah, they, they originally pitched it as an animated series. Really? Yeah. And then Netflix head was just like, yeah, fuck it, let's do puppets. Because he likes puppets. I guess, to be fair, like, it, you don't have to pay the actors again. You just, you've got the puppets. Yeah. Uh, it's not much. It's just, like, filming it, isn't it? No, you really have to make new puppets because they're made of foam latex. That would decay before you start Are filming. they foam latex or is there some sort of crazy... You have to make multiple heads from these. Like, they'll decay while you're filming the film. Oh, really? They'll start splitting apart. Like, I guess the lights would speed up as well. The lights yeah. and heat, yeah. Didn't you ever see how friggin' Hoggle looked from Labyrinth? Yeah, they, terrifying, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> And they found I, him at an airport. I want to see what was the big what was the big one from uh, Labyrinth? Um, Hodor is it Hodor? 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 Yeah. Schmalbar, that guy. Yeah, the one. My is... friend. Yeah. Lucifer. <laughs> I call my friend. And he does that thing where he's like. <laughs> and the rocks come out because he's friends with rocks. As he says, yeah, he says, I call my friend. I'm giving you what you wanted, Sarah. <laughs> my crotch <laughs> this is dance what you asked for dance. you asked for your brother to be taken away <laughs> look at my balls oh what is the song the um, the weird the things that remove their heads and put their heads on other things oh, da, 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 one of them was Danny John Jules from Red Dwarf mm, yeah that's that bit looks really bad on the Blu-ray because um, it's it was so there's so many layers Mm. Of film being compiled on top of each other, and some of it was early digital compositing and stuff. So, it, like, there was a lot of um, early digital wire removal and stuff like also that going on, and it just on looks those red puppets is fucking nightmare. It looks a mess after all. Mm. That that scene probably needs a full friggin' color grading read. Yeah, they tried their best, but it's like it needs like a CGI suite, suite to go over it and like do what they can with digital masking. It, you'd need to reconstruct it from the original prints for each layer and I doubt they've got every single print for each layer they've probably only got the original got, negative if you've got a whole team and you've got a while you could composite it using the solid mm. solid sections of colour and then it'd be a fucking nightmare but you could do it mm. um, that scene where she's going down with her hands though is incredible in 4k looks really fucking good it's your fancy one isn't it? just having a whole bunch of hands oh, it's groping me all over yeah by the time where I crowd surfed and I immediately went I don't ever want to do that again anyway yeah. Dark Crystal. All right. All you right, can well, watch it if you feel like it. It's been our episode, hasn't it? No. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It probably should be. Gave you a hard out there, didn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, if you're if you're done with uh, Dark Crystal, yeah, then I'm just wasting time. With I'll talk. Time. About, I'll, I'll talk about. I'll talk about. Oh, Jesus. Let me talk about it. Talk about it. Um, I have been playing um, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Call of Duty Warzone. No, I played that for like twenty minutes and then went. This wasn't worth downloading ninety six gigabytes. <laughs> oh my god! I was so fucking. I was like a hundred gig for a game. Great! I'll jump into that, shall I? Um, yeah, Call of Duty Warzone. It's, it's only twenty gig if you've actually got Modern Warfare. I know, but no one does. Yeah. Um, it's the latest battle royale from the Call of Duty creators, Activision. Um, it is. A game where you get dumped in a large area with 150 other people and you battle to the death with gas coming it's in. It's an impressive thing. Oh, yeah. like Apparently they're up in the count to 200. I mean, it just goes to show you that the restrictions that have been set on Battle Royales have been set by the designers and developers. Um, uh, the thing is that those ones... Everything that's come before this has been made by a smaller team. Yeah. It's not really had the power of Activision behind it. And this isn't their first Apex Battle Royale. Legends. This isn't their first Battle Royale. Yeah. This is their second one, isn't it? Because Blackout. They had, the, they had the hackout job one they did yeah. in Blackout. Yeah. So it wasn't that that was a good idea. And I kind of I think that I, I played that for quite a bit just because you had an environment where if you were like, fuck it, I'm gonna distract myself where everybody else kills themselves. You can go and do little like zombies modes in some mm. places, you can find hidden bits. And you, it was, it was just, you know, it was like a nice little thing. But, um, this being a solid, its own product, and I can see microtransactions coming into it later on in time. Um, and that's a mode in modern warfare. Yeah. It's not its own thing. Like, literally, the download, the 96 gigabytes, is modern warfare. Yeah, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is that I can see this having microtransactions or the other shared yeah, into yeah. it. Like, cosmetic shit's going to be in there. It'll be like 97p well, for a loot, right? Pass. That's what they've done. There's, there's the battle pass. Thing. Yeah, but there'll be other shit that gets added to this. Maybe. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that this is going to be a more intrusive, more aggressive model. It's Activision. They have to do something. Look at Destiny 2. That was a microtransactional nightmare. <laughs> they don't own that now. No, I know. And that's why the microtransactions have been taken out. <laughs> um, but anyway, Warzone. So you get dumped into an area and you battle it out and you have to kill as many people as you can before the timer runs out. You put into a team of three people. It's 150 people total, so 50 teams. Battling till the end, and Ooh. it works. That's the best thing I can say about it, is I worked. Um, after playing PUBG, when PUBG was first moved to consoles, after playing Fortnite, when Fortnite first came out, after playing, like, Fortnite countless... Fortnite was fine when it came out. PUBG was a mess. PUBG was a mess. Fortnite, Fortnite was, consoles was always, a bit... Uh, Fortnite was fine. Was Laggy always, and stuff, but... Mm, that's what I mean. But this, smooth as anything, you can mm. play. No one seems to be having any issues. There's no screen tearing. There's no, like, craziness. Um, you don't open a door and it suddenly closes on you and it opens again. You know, and it all it all works and it's it's beautifully done and it's really enjoyable. It's completely free, so why not try it? But at the same time, there's that sinister under under thing. Like I do feel like there's something else going on. Like the plan to make this monetized is already there. Well, like, yeah, they've got the battle pass. There's it's... other shit that's going on. Um, I reckon they'll be advertising in it and all those kinds of shit. Yeah, maybe, but that's games. It is games nowadays, isn't it? Um, you, don't think, nice... you don't think all the guns are licensed from the manufacturers of the guns? I never actually thought about that. Yeah, all the guns are licensed. That's weird. Like that's something no one ever thinks about. Like the guns are sponsored. Like the the mm. license the license holders decide how the guns will be portrayed in the game and things like that. That's strange. I never really thought about that. Yeah, they're um, all licensed products. Like you know, it's weird. You, like you don't really get official military vehicles in games. They're always slightly off. Yeah. Like you can't have a jeep. You can't have a Humvee. You have to like get the license from Humvee to have a Humvee, so they're usually slightly different. But yeah, guns are all fully licensed products 
Claymores. You know, that's irked me. I don't like it anymore. I don't want to talk about Warzone. I'm going to talk about something else. I'm going to talk about VR. Seth, you're talking about Warzone. No, I'm going to talk about VR again. That can be your last review. I'm going to talk about VR Brigade. No, it's your last review. So, um, that's Oculus, your last review. On Oculus Quest no. and PSVR. No, I'm you muting have, you. Is, no, 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 don't. Like, Finish talking about Warzone. It's only two seconds. I'm going to oh, properly review sake. VR again. Because you mess up all my I don't like Warzone. Things. All right, it's fine. You can just say that I talk about war. Um, my time at war. Um, VR Brigade is a... I like the gulag thing in Warzone. I think I that's like smart. That. I don't mind that. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, um, I haven't lost one yet because I'm... I, shoot I lost one, but I lost one because I threw the C4 bad. down and then I went round to go and get the guy and then he came round. No, and you, I... you walk one way the guy inevitably will see you and go the other way yeah. and then you just keep going the direction you were going and shoot him. That's what, That's basically what I did but the problem <laughs> was that time. we went we went and did a lap and then mm. I went and set up the C4 because I thought it was on the other side. You got one up and kiss him. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, VR Brigade. Um, it's no, a free no. game on Oculus I'm Quest. I'm not adding this to the thing. It's on SideQuest. You just download it and you put it on there. It's also on PSVR and PC um, and it's Time Crisis but in VR. It's really fucking good. It works really well. You can't um, just review two things. You get straight things. in there and you play it and then you're done. Um, I give them both. <laughs> no, okay, sorry. So Modern Warfare Warzone. Um, it's it's fine. It's pretty good. Um, it's not. It's not going to be. I don't think it's going to dethrone Apex Legends or Fortnite. Well, it's already in twenty four hours. It had like double the amount of downloads. Yeah, but that's because everybody downloads Apex in the first like, couple did. of weeks, and yeah. it does. It's whether or not it has staying power. And the problem mm. is that if you're filling maps with one hundred fifty people, potentially two hundred people, you have to make sure there is a crowd that you can continuously do that. Call of Duty. Yeah, but Call of Duty. You're talking a franchise that sells like 40 million copies per day. Is it still doing that well? Yeah. God, I've got to stop. Yeah. I've just got to stay away from this shit. And you're encouraging it. I've just got to stay away from this shit. I was playing Hollow Knight as well. That's pretty. (laughs) I'm not going to review Hollow Knight. No, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, um, it's fine. As a distraction, it's fine. I think it's free on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Mm. Um,. I'm not. No, I'm surprised. It's fine on the Xbox One X. It's like it looks it's really nice and stuff, and really fucking. No, they nice. look about the same on each format. It's just the Xbox One X version stays solid. And yeah, um, I will say that. Yeah, it's a really solid experience. There's been no it's hiccups like or anything like that. Rough on the original Xbox. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but everything is. I don't think the original Xbox is a viable console if someone wants to get into the next gen. It's practically a Switch that's like massive. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I said it. Take that Xbox. One of the things that I would say is I'm surprised that. Call of Duty Mobile or a mobile version of this hasn't hit the Switch yet. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah, because Call of Duty Mobile is a pretty solid, similar system You'd to this. Kill everyone if that was linked to the mobile game. Yeah, I know because you've got like an actual. Thing. <laughs> like the mobile version of Fortnite links with the Switch like on. console versions as yeah. well. Like, and you're you're going to decimate the mobile players. They're mm. not going to. Actually, um, oddly enough, there are some really really good mobile people that use the because there's an emulation tutorial on uh. the Tencent website. So you can play with a mouse and keyboard. Cheaters. Disgusting. You know, I don't think it really... You use a mouse and keyboard on Xbox. I really don't think it gives them much, much more hmm. benefit on Call of Duty Mobile. I think there's some stuff in there, some trickery in plug there. Plug an Xbox and a... Get your Xbox and plug a keyboard and mouse into the... Um, and give Warfare a try with a keyboard PSIO and PSIO ports. It must be PSIO. Is that what they have nowadays? I don't know. Uh, but yeah... It's so a serial port PSIO. It's yeah, like the little yeah. lavender plugs on it. I like They're the lavender. Nightmares. They're just nightmares. Kids today don't appreciate um, good technology. But yeah, uh, Call of Duty Warfare, and I guess Call of Duty Mobile, all this like free-to-play Call of Duty shit, like, it's solid, it's really well made, because of course it is, there's a lot of money behind it, it's just, it's always a bit sinister, it feels a bit sinister, and I mean, even more so when you explain the gun thing. I didn't, never thought about that aspect of it, and it and it mm. just seemed a bit, I don't know why, but that irks me. That, that isn't a good feeling, knowing that you're playing something where that's, that's something. Yeah, the, manif- the gun manufacturers get money. 
Yeah. Like the rise I in military games, modern military games, is like with a stuff big like old Army, thing to help friggin'. With you stuff know. like Army, you kind of get it because it's like a yeah. simulation, but with. It's a big old thing to help the freaking US gun manufacturers make yeah. more money. It's a fucking nightmare. Um, but yeah, I mean, morally, I can't recommend it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's fine. Like I said, I play Call of Duty on the mobile. I I play it when I've got like five minutes. I'll I'll jump in a game, and it's good fun. So, and this is just a larger extension of that in a battle royale scenario. Ooh. Um, I can't really review it because it's free, so it, it's, it has no value. Just go for it, whatever. Yeah, but you have to buy Modern Warfare if you want to have the uh, the full Modern Warfare experience. No, you don't, you don't want to have the full. it's part of Modern if Warfare. If you're the full Modern Warfare experience... It even experience, loads you up really on the Modern Warfare. Warfare splash screen and says, buy the full game. It's really easy to scroll right. I recommend doing that instead of buying the whole game. It's when you terminate, isn't it? Not yet, but uh, GTA 4, yeah. There's Terminators in everything now. It's so fucking weird, isn't it's it? Everywhere. As if no one played Terminator Resistance. Yeah, well, no one played Terminator Resistance because it was a full price game, and you get free add-on that just froze. It wasn't even full price, I don't think. Twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't. No, it started out as forty it quid. Fifty quid. It started out forty. Yeah, quid. but full price games are like fifty five quid now. I've never paid fifty five quid for a full. It's because you keep buying your dodgy Italian copies with the no, COVID nineteen. My Animal woven. Crossing was forty quid. You're and freaking... my, my Doom Eternal was my 40 Animal Crossing quid. was thirty four. Was it? Yeah. You traded something in though. No, because I had a shit ton of points because oh, I actually got that game Elite card. Oh, so it's gonna be some sort of cheap fucking. Italian version with coronavirus. Yeah, you're freaking Men in Blacks. I already said that it'd be really funny if Tom Nook was isolated for the first two weeks of Animal Crossing being out. Animals won't have it. Animals can get it. Well, I mean, it's coronavirus, so it comes from animals, but they're not going well, to be from, It comes from the farming. Mm. The farming of animals. Just like mad cow disease and all the other shit comes from farming of animals. Most diseases, modern diseases, come from farming being a uh, fucking hellish industry and not properly regulating or looking after and fingering monkeys no not fingering monkeys um but yeah you fingered a monkey farming in general is fucking disgusting I hate the farming industry a bunch of cunts what have you been playing on your Switch all the time recently Hollow Knight you've been playing Stardew Valley all the time supporting Big Farmer I don't have animals in Stardew Valley well I have have pet chickens I made a pun Big big Farmer yeah I have pet chickens in that but I don't I don't use their eggs for anything Mm. I just, I just have the chickens. I'm trying to get them to have eggs so they have chickens because I want more chickens. Because I just... Some little elf will run into town and just start throwing them all over Dr. the place. Dr. Cluckenstein. <laughs> That's the only name you come up with. I can't remember the other ones. I've not been playing Stardew Valley for like a week. I've been playing Hollow Knight so I've been really into that. I haven't completed it yet but it's fucking great. Hollow Knight's a really good game. Hmm. Just played Blasphemous. I played that. It's Did you? Good. Is yeah. it any good? It's really good. Is it like the problem is that it's not um, as tough as I was expecting it to be? No, I've heard that. Um, I've heard like in terms of play, like play order, I've heard Dead Cells, Axiom Verge, and then Blasphemous. Blasphemous isn't like them. It's more like is it not? No, Axiom Verge is like Metroid for a start. Dead yeah. Cells is a roguelike. Yeah, that's I thought. Blasphemous like, isn't a roguelike. Blasphemous is a, like a Metroid. It's more like it's it's the closest. Whatever some people say, two D Dark Souls. Oh, okay. it's the closest to a two D Dark Souls. So it's like Slain and things like that. Slain's just more like nineties hack and slash things. Yeah, yeah. Hollow Knight's quite Dark Soulsy, but it's also yeah, still Hollow a Metroidvania. Knight's, Hollow Knight's very Dark Soulsy. Um, but yeah, like I think that Dark Souls is the closest thing we've got to a Metroid game nowadays. Anyway, because yeah. you just like you get little bits. Yeah, well, and Metroid go, Prime Four sure ain't coming out yet. No, it's not. Well, they scrapped the whole thing, didn't they? Because they weren't happy with it. Uh, and it's your next review. Fuck you. Um, Murder by Numbers. I've heard about this. 
This is a thing I've heard about that you've done and listened to or I watched. Played it. It's really good. Yeah, really do you find it on Switch or PC? I'm not a big fan of visual novels because you know they're not really. Is games. it a visual novel? But it's I not. It's like Picross. It's a pick. It's, let me explain. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's a visual novel murder mystery involving Picross puzzles. Okay. It's kind of a lot like the investigation scenes from Phoenix Wright, but if instead of having to like, you know, like in Phoenix Wright when you'd pick up an item and find Objection. the evidence on it, and you didn't. <clears throat> Remember on the 3D, the DS ones where you could like inspect the items and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. Instead of that, you scan an area and you'll get a Picross puzzle to solve. And you piece them together and stuff okay. to get the items. And then whatever item you find in the Picross puzzle is given as evidence. And it's set in the 90s. You play a character who called Honor who is the co-star on a 90s TV crime murder mystery drama called Murder Miss Terry. The main character's called Terry. Miss Terry. <laughs> Murder, you see? Yeah. She's the co-star. She gets fired. She's all upset about it. Out in the car park, looking for her keys, meets a little robot called Scout. He's like a little 90s computer monitor on a jetpack. Yeah. And he's got like little arms. And he doesn't remember anything. He woke up in a junkyard and he doesn't know what's going on. He's trying to learn and figure things out. He doesn't recognise objects and all this sort of stuff. And you're trying to help him. He tries to help you find your keys and he scans your, um, your purse. Mm-hmm. And the first puzzle you solve, you don't find keys, you find a tampon. And then you can present the tampon as evidence to people. <laughs> the pixelated tampon. And everyone's like, can you please not put that in front of me? No, no, I don't need that right now. Thank you, though. Yeah. But um, you go back to the office and the guy who fired you, the showrunner, has been murdered. <gasps> and you'll get locked down. So you start showing people like, your tampon. We need to get out of it. Yeah, you show people your tampon. There's police turn up. And then like, you being a meddling co-star on a crime drama. Yeah. A bit like... Uh, who was the show that Adam West did a pilot for? Oh, um... Not York Morgan. No, it's not York Morgan. What the fuck? Ty Lookwell. There you go. Yeah, a bit like Ty Lookwell, you suddenly decide that you're going to start investigating murders. Even though you have no qualifications whatsoever. Well, you played a detective on TV. I mean, that's enough, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so you gradually end up worming your way into investigation. It's not quite Ty Lookwell there. Like, you don't have some sort of ego that's out of control. You are genuinely just trying to sort out the situation because you're concerned and one of your friends got murdered and all this sort of stuff. Um, but you work with Scout to solve it. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to help Scout piece together his memories in the background as the story goes along. It's like four cases. They take Each one seems to take about probably about two and a half, three hours to finish each one. They're not quite sizable. There's a lot of story, a lot of multiple choice routes you can take the story and question people, present evidence, yeah. find things. There's a couple of twists on the pit cross um, puzzles it's like you know, there's it's rare but sometimes you'll get these ones where you have to solve like three puzzles in like 30 seconds and they're really quick smaller ones um, and every time you go up a rank you'll unlock a bunch of extra puzzles you can do outside in the main menu um, and solving all the puzzles attached to a particular case opens up one of Scout's memories um, it's a fun silly cartoony you know fun funny little thing it's got a lot of snappy witty dialogue to it and some genuine laughs yeah. Like, it's actually quite funny in some parts. I like the art style as well. Yeah, I think it's done by the person who did the art for um, Beautiful Joe. Ah. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty, I know there's someone from Beautiful Joe involved. It might have been the music, though. Mm-hmm. Um, music's really good. And it's got a full animated intro sequence, which is quite nice. It's like an anime cartoon intro sequence. Yeah, I think that's what I've song. seen. I like the look of it anyway. I, the problem is that Picross has never been something I go into. It's because you're not smart enough, isn't it? I just... Just a Minesweeper was never something that interested me either. It's a similar sort of thing. It has got me finally using the... Because um, in Picross you always have these X markers to mark places you don't solve. And after completing Economy Pixel Puzzle Collection and PictoQuest, I finally found their value. 
with this one because mm. sometimes it's it, you can start to work out what is and isn't you know there um which I've never used them before like <laughs> and all that I didn't use it on um Picto Quest because you got like marked down I think it was for blocking squares yeah it was a mobile game wasn't it I thought, was it, it was on switch game? oh switch um but um I never needed it on the economy pixel puzzle collection because I could just like I'm a master of that game um I finished that and then it starts like a round two where every puzzle's unlocked again, and you got to do them again. Except there's a couple of extra ones. There's like a thousand puzzles in that game. Um, this one, I don't know how many puzzles are in this, but the first case had like probably about fifty of them. I'd say. Mm. Um, there's a lot of fun, interesting, neat characters. It leans into loads of '90s references a lot because it's set in the '90s. Yeah. Um, the 1990s. Um, and I like it. It's nice. It plays well with a controller. Have you been playing on Switch? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were playing on PC. No. 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 Bip, bip, bip. I can't be asked to play games on PC anymore. Oh, look, it's a Just too scared to cancel my humble monthly bundle because they might <laughs> take me off that really sweet, hum- you know, the one I'm on. Because I've got the special one, haven't I? Yeah. Where you get like 10 games a month for eight quid. Oh, right. Yeah. If I cancel that, I lose that. Yeah. I don't lose that. Got a car me last month, though. Oh, did you? Yeah, I haven't played it yet. Oh. For some reason in my head, I imagined Okami the game, but for some reason it was Akuma. (laughs) Instead of spreading joy, it just left a trail of fire and kicked it off. Akuma is a bear. In Japanese, Akuma is bear. Oh, right. Isn't he Akuma is the bad guy from Street Fighter? Yeah. Is is this, are you being facetious here? You said you saw Akuma. Oh, I see Jeez. what you did there. I see what you did there. So you get the comedy goal, Terry pun, yeah. which is a good pun. Maybe laugh. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, you liked my you liked my weird my weird sex joke at the beginning of the episode. I didn't hear it. I'll say yes, my joke. Yes, you did. I was laughing at my joke. <laughs> that sir, uh, this is a McDonald's. It was a good punchline. Yeah. But they, um, yeah, I like I like this game. I, like, I was laughing quite. There's one bit where. There's a weird nerdy guy who breaks into the studio and yeah. he ends up getting blamed for the murder. It's not him who did it, though. Oh. You find that out. Spoilers. But um, there's a whole bit where he's just like, basically he's been bothering the star of the show, Becky, Miss yeah. Terry. Um, and he's like, why don't you ever go near me? And it's just like this like, dialogue that's just like, uh, maybe you treated women like real people instead of just <laughs> objects to be conquered. I don't know. Maybe that'd be it. <laughs> it's just like, straight away just smacks them. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm amazed that the weird nerds haven't rallied against it as being an SJW of, game or something. The amount of weird incel shit that I've seen online this week alone is just about stuff that doesn't matter again. Maybe they'll um, catch coronavirus if we're Hopefully. Looking. Well, they don't go out, so and they never interact with other people, so how would they? I, I saw... Um, Suddenly, they're the ones who are in air at the earth. I saw a fucking... I saw someone who had started tweeting about Parasite again and saying how Joker should have won and all this sort of shit, and I was like... I was like, you realise that Joker is just a dog shit movie. It's and got the same themes, but like, not as well. But it's dog shit. Yeah, Joker is dog shit. Like, this is the <laughs> what problem. Was the, what was I saw someone say about Parasite? It was like, oh, I can't it's about, it's a, There was that stupid cunt on the internet who had that one video that went viral because he was such a pro. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, not him. Yeah. And his quote was, his quote was, it's about social issues that are happening now. How is this not winning, winning an Oscar? It's about the rich and the poor. And I was like, Parasite. I think someone said, like, landlords are probably watching Parasite thinking this is the danger of renting to poor people. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, no, mur- murder murder by numbers. I enjoy it. And, it's, like, the music. It's £12, pound right now, isn't it? About 15 
No, it's twelve pounds. I think it's an offer. It might have ten percent off on release day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but its proper price is like fifteen ninety nine. But yeah, no, I was tempted. Bow, I didn't. Bow, I didn't. Bow, I was. Bow, I looked at Blasphemous bow, as well. That was the problem. I looked at Blasphemous. Yeah, I've got so Blasphemous on the Switch and PC. Yeah, yeah, um, it was in a humble bundle. Apparently, really good. I just haven't got around to it. I've got so many Metroidvanias to play. I'm yeah, Blasphemous complete, is good. I am going to complete Hollow Knight before I stop playing fucking anything else because I'm really I got into Hollow Knight. Halfway through Hollow Knight and just stopped because I was. Did getting, you? Did you so fight difficult. the Mantis Council? I can't remember. There's probably. three of them, like in a chamber, and you go down, and you challenge them. Uh, and they open the, up the game's fucking the fucking timing on that, just like dun 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 dun. It's too so, difficult. Very good. Um, anyway, all right. I guess my last review. Better be. All right. So um, I saw, and you'll never believe this, Anne. Saw. I saw last year's most controversial movie not to hit cinemas. That's right. Our main man, Doctor D, to the. To the arms. Can you Sorry. say anything in a full sentence? I've got hiccups, man. What's going on? That's because you keep drinking. I was like, we're going to hold my breath for a second. All right, do you want to feel the dead air? It's not clever. You, you feel the dead air. <gasps> do a good job, buddy. What are you doing? I'm holding my breath so the hiccups go away. I wasn't paying attention. Just oh, get yeah, over I'm it. just going to hit It's probably just made it worse. Now just get on with saying whatever you're saying. Okay, so um, I saw last year's most controversial film tweeted by the President of the United States himself saying, how can they dare make this movie? That's right, I saw The Hunt by Damien Lindelof and whoever else directed and all the other shit. Isn't Uh, the H pronounced like a K? No. Uh, So The Hunt. uh, Really weird. This film has a lot of controversy around it because there is, in the trailers, they call the people they're hunting deplorables. And that kicked off all this shit because obviously deplorables is the name that they give to Donald Trump's Donald Trump's cunts and council. Um, so they were being um, relevant. Yeah, um, I'm going to talk about the hunt. I am just going to talk about it. You might have probably sat there going, "My God, I'm really <laughs> clever. I'm putting subtext in my film by using the actual words." Um, I'm going to be really, really blunt about this, and I'm going to go into spoilers because there's no fucking point in hiding anything. Everything's in the trailers, and if you haven't seen the trailers, good on you. You're probably not going to see the movie. Um, it was playing at nine o'clock on the day of release, and it seems like one of those ones like underwater that's shoved away because no one's going to see it, which is a shame because this is actually quite a good movie. Yeah. Um, so it, it starts out with a group of people having a text conversation, like you would on WhatsApp, just saying some pretty horrible shit about hunting poor people or hunting deplorables because they're twats and all this other stuff and it's just a group of people just chatting shit basically just being dickheads by chat the chat leaks and then the group decide that because the chat's leaked and everyone's taking it as as a fact they're like oh the liberal elites are trying to hunt people they've decided that um the all the all the right-wing media pundit stupid people are going to basically just tweet and text about this in outrage until someone gets fired and it turns out that there are repercussions all these very rich liberal elite people um, who are all liberal, that's that's not wrong, um, they all get fired and they decide that they're going to punish the people that were most vocal on the internet by using their money and their power to set up a hunt in which they're going to hunt 12 of the worst. And they, they literally go through a list and they find the people that they find most Like when James Silent Bob went around everyone's yeah. houses. No, more like The Pest. I mm. mentioned it earlier. Or Was like, that the film where Dennis Hopper went around no, after internet yeah, trolls? This is where, Gen- where, where John Leguizamo put his hair in spikes and was an annoying prick and then got hunted. Oh. It's like The Dangerous Game. Or the most dangerous game. The most dangerous game. Or um, hard target. So essentially, they've got these people and they drop them off in Eastern Europe. It's disguised to look like Texas or Ohio, and because they were filming in Texas, yeah. Um, and they're basically they're hunted by these people who have like weapons and stuff. They do give them weapons. It's like it's sort of like a level pegging thing. So they've got weapons and shit like. Um, and and what's really interesting is that the liberal people are uh, uh, sort of treated as obnoxious, and the right wing people are treated as 
being just just as obnoxious. Um, obviously, we have our own biases between people. Oh, this is a South Park thing. No, 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 Everyone's as bad as each other. No, 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 it's not. No, no, no. That's kind of the point of the film. So the liberal people argue about stuff that may or may not matter, and they, they sort of sometimes miss the big issues, like they are spending a lot of money doing this, and they use gas to kill people, and then they complain about the, the, the fact that people don't believe in climate change and things like that. You know, the irony's lost on them, but it's meant to be obvious to the audience, and it really is from the scenes. Um, but yeah, so so... Basically, you've got these groups, this group of right-wing idiots, and like they use the words "crisis actors" at one point, and all this other shit, and and it's all played very much like we have a focus, we have a central focus. That woman never reveals anything about her politically. She never says anything right-wing or left-wing. Mm. She just sort of goes through the film, and she's clearly struggling with PTSD, and she reacts to things in a way that that is clinical, straightforward, and sometimes she makes weird noises when she's making decisions to try and mask what she's doing so like at one point she kicks someone out of a car as she's doing it she's sort of going like mm, mm, and she goes and reaches up and, and grabs onto the arm the the you know the plastic thing that you put your hand in on a car door mm. and she's like mm, yeah and then lifts herself up and puts both her legs on she's doing she's like mm, yeah yeah about that and then kicks the guy in the face out of the car and it's just this weird like nervous tick whenever she's doing something she knows is the right thing to do mm. She like does like, and she's talking. There's a point where she's basically just decimated a bunker full of people, and she's sitting next to someone. And the way she she describes herself, she says, "I was in war. Were you in war?" And the guy goes, oh, "I only ever did national guard." It's like, and they hired you to tell them how to fight us. And he was like, "Yeah, they didn't really ask for my background. They just assumed I was like a big army guy because I'm like quite tall and quite muscly." She's like, "Big mistake there, right?" And he was like, "Yeah, tell me about it." <laughs> like that, he's beat to shit at this point and bleeding. She's just sitting there like. And he's like, so what are you doing here? And she's like, well, back home, I'm a little, huh. And so here, these people are hunting us. I figure that maybe that will help me not be, huh. And maybe I can do something about it. And it's just the facial expressions, the way she talks about it. Mm. Like every time someone's talking about some stupid shit she doesn't care about, doesn't believe, she's just, she is on the side of like good, basically. Um, The guy, she gets into a train carriage and the train's, traveling through Hungary and it's got a bunch of people on there that are hiding and one of them happens to be one of the liberal elites who's pretending to be a I think I told you about this scene a couple of days ago basically as soon as they start coming with a plan of how they're going to hunt these people he says I'll play an immigrant hiding in a train <laughs> and Glenn Howerton who is uh, from All Is Sunny he, he turns him and says it's weird that you say that straight away like we didn't even invite you to do that and also why would you do that and he's like I'm going to play an immigrant on the street. So when they're having this conversation, it's this guy named Gary, the woman who we're kind of, we're like meant to follow. Mm. And she says, Gary, stop calling them crisis actors. They have a, that's a mother and child. Just shut up. And he's like, they're crisis actors. They're pretending to be poor. They're pretending to be immigrants. And then they get off the train and it's just him, her, and then the guy who's pretending to be an immigrant. And he turns to and goes, Gary, I don't think they're going to believe you. <laughs> like, just fucking with his mind. It's both the ultimate situation for someone with that sort of vindictive personality and also at the same time, it's, it's them going like, I'm fucking insane, what's happening? <laughs> um, but yeah, whole thing is, it's really well done. And it's written, it is written like, this is, so this is what I would call American satire. It's not really an intelligent version of American satire. You've got something like Always Sunny where the people are awful. They do awful things, but at the same time, they they sort of they come to a point that's kind of neutral good or chaotic good or chaotic neutral they like they have yeah. revelations you've got things like Mac and his sexuality you've got things like Charlie and his relationship with a waitress you've got things like Dennis being a socio- sociopath and a psychopath and potentially murdering people um, and then you've got Dee is always trying to strive for more but she 
just ends up being one of the one of them. She never really elevates herself. She always just ends up in the same thing. With this, you've got you've got it is just like they just use the language, they just use the terms. They've got a central character who is neutral. Um, like I said, never shows the biases. There's a really interesting story about a rabbit. You know the tortoise and the hare. Yeah. She tells a variation of that where um, it's it's one of the whole points of the story. She tells that story, talks about the tortoise and the hare, and she says. The hare always wins is the moral of the story. And he goes like, but the tortoise one, and she goes, I'm not done with the story. So late that night when the tortoise is sitting home telling his family about how he beat the hare in this race, the hare comes in. And have you ever seen a hare? They're bigger than a tortoise. The hare has a hammer. At first he kills the tortoise's entire family whilst the tortoise is still alive, so he has to watch. Then she kills the tortoise. And then she sits down and she eats the tortoise's dinner. And at the end, there's a reflection of that in the way the character actually... The ending of this is spectacular. That's one of the one of the biggest takeaways. Mm. The action, the gore, all that other stuff is fucking phenomenal throughout the film. And also, when you're watching it and you're taken away with these characters and they are caricatures, you kind of you laugh at the stupid like satire of American politics and the way that everybody's so polarizing. But when it comes down to it, that main character, she's phenomenal. She is from Glow. She played uh, Lady, Lady Liberty, the blonde lady. I can't remember the, name of the actress. The Lady Liberty was one of the uh, Minutemen. Well, she was in club, uh, and and um, and she was the lesbian one that got killed. Yeah, um, but she's in this as the main character, not that same actress, but the actress from Glow who plays Lady Liberty. Um, yeah. Anyway, there is a fight scene between her and Hilary Swank, which is one of the best knockdown drag out fights. It to me, watching that, it's only a step away from They Live and that sequence between Keith David and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Hilary Swank, Hilary Swank, and this main character. <laughs> the fucking fight is phenomenal. It's as good as that fighting karate kid. Four? Better. Yeah. yeah better. Is it quite a good four? It is, yeah. Yeah, the next generation. No, wait, wasn't it three and then four was... No, no. No, I think it was four. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I recommend seeing this. It's it's not going to be around for long, so the chance to see it's dwindling, but this is like underwater. Yeah, it's the only thing that's going to be in the cinema for the next yeah, few months. It's, it's like underwater. It's just like hidden away. They keep doing this with like nine o'clock showings. And I understand if it's something like Fantasy Island, which is like some dog shit Bloomhouse like crappy horror film... But this is like has a lot behind it, and I reckon it could be a hit. But I think the controversy hasn't helped it because so many people are focused on the fact that right wing people are like sort of treated like, well, they say the shit they say online. So I don't know how they're they're worried about that treatment. They're called deplorables, yeah, but they're calling people liberal elites and like fucking libtards and shit like that. So, well, I mean, like the right wing aren't known for their ability to dissect art or think. Yeah. Or, you know... Do you remember they got outraged about politics being put into, like, Metal Gear Solid and stuff? Yeah. Well, they yeah. got... They get that about a lot of things, don't they? They're idiots. Um, but yeah, The Hunt. It's a really interesting film because because it's going to die. It's not going to make back its budget. And the fact that it was pushed back by months because... It probably will, because it probably only made for a couple of million. It's probably not a high-budget film. I reckon it's got a lot behind it in advertising, especially because it reached the president. Like, it played a lot, like, on IGN and shit like that last year. I was planning to see it last year when it was going to be released then mm. because there was so much advertising online and stuff. So maybe, maybe not. But I reckon mm. it's I reckon it's doomed to die. It'll be, like, something that we'll see on... No one chucks an R rating at a film nowadays unless it's a friggin' massive franchise. Like... Like they don't they don't chuck a budget in R rated film unless it's a massive franchise. There's a budget behind this. Like there's a lot behind yeah. this. Like it's it's fairly good, but it's just yeah, it's gonna die. And it's a shame it's gonna die. Um I kinda wish that stuff like this got more shown because I think the whole idea of people being so polarizing, like we say things like Trump's a pedophile and shit like that all the time. I do anyway. Um but, Yeah, because like, you wanna get sued. <laughs> I say things like that all the time, but 
I'm always open politically about how I feel. I think that everybody has the right to live and everybody should be given the right to live. And I think that the way that we're doing things now is broken. But then I also believe that, that there needs to be things like benefits reform and reform to political political systems and, and, and accountability. I'm just going to burn it all to the ground. Yeah, you could do that. But uh, but yeah, The Hunt, I, I liked it. Pray for a meteor. It's it's not the best film ever, but it's it's really fucking good. And I... I I genuinely think that this would have done well if not for that fucking stupid cunt. What's it face? Cunty little fucking. Oh, well, the shit. midget with the funny voice. No, uh, Trump. The one who fucks kids. Um, anyway. It uh, wasn't him. It was Ben Shapiro, the midget with the funny voice. No, Ben Shapiro was the one who was quite, he was quite positive about the film. Yeah, that's the thing. He was the one who made a big fuss about it. Was he? Yeah, he's the, well, he was the one who was all like, they're banning this film and it's like censoring right wing movies and all this sort of stuff. He thinks it's a right-wing movie. Oh, it's not. Yeah, no. Those guys are idiots in it. Yeah. Like, they're all treated like fucking morons. Yeah, but he thinks it's a right-wing movie. Yeah. He thinks they're the heroes, the ones... They're not, because she's a Yeah, but he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She's a and it's, it's kind of interesting, like, at the end... Um, at the end, it turns out that she may or may not be the person that they think she is. And so they give this whole backstory, like, they give, like, this really good villain this, speech. This prequel to Purge. Hilary Swank gives a really good, really good, like, villain speech, where yeah. she's like, this is what happened to your daddy, and this is what happened to your mummy, and this is who you are, and this is where you've been, this is what you've been up to. And, like, she's like, no, no, we, we live in the same town. Like, our names are really similar, but she's M-A-E. I'm M-A-Y. Sometimes I even get a male, but <laughs> no, I'm a different person. And she's like, no, I know I've got you. And then, like, even when they're both, like, stabbed and bleeding and all over the place, Hilary Swank turns to her and goes, just one more thing. You are M.A.E., right? She's like, no, no. And then she goes, fuck you. And she's like, no. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and <it> just goes, <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking good. It's really strong. And I don't, yeah, like I said, just disappointing. Really funny in places as well. I like the fact that the right-wing people are... are um, the way that they work, they see guns, and they run to gra- guns like they're the greatest thing on the earth. But, like... And they, like, they're like, oh, keys, keys, we can undo our collars, we can get out of these, like... Because like, they wake up with, like, bull gags, like, paddle up to their heads. Like, oh, I love oh, that we, shit. We can get out of these, we can get out of these. The main woman, she's kidnapped after work, so she just <laughs> takes her name tag off, picks the lock, and then just runs off by herself. <laughs> she's like, fuck these idiots. They're going to get me killed. And then, obviously, they do. Hmm. Yeah, really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, what now? I give it uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, McConaughey's McConaughey since is over. We're in the universe. What was your What was your top film of last year? Serenity. And he's Star not going to top it. Yeah, he's not going to top it. So that's the end of the McConaughey. Until they do a sequel. It goes from Tiptoes to Serenity. And they do a sequel. They would do a sequel to Serenity. It wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't work. You can't ruin perfection like yeah, that. Yeah, you can. Like, it'd be like the Matrix. All Play it in reverse. Ruin the Matrix. Play it in reverse, but have the dialogue spoken backwards. But the, they're hunting the a fish called Justice in Pardon? that film. They're hunting a fish called Justice. Yep. That's... Justice for all. Anyway, you done? Yeah, I'm done. Fucking then say things. Then do you not want to do the outro today? Nah. Nah, I want to just have a nap. Okay. All right, well, uh, that's been our 130th episode of Chris Apocalypse. I've been Matt, you've been Anne, and where they can where can people find you? Uh, 
That's right. You can find Ant at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter, or you can find him on YouTube as Mellow Gaming. Also, your Super Sentai Reacts channel, what was it called? Yuppen Ranger. Reacting Sentai Yuppen Ranger. There we go. I'm glad you take such an interest in... I watch the, the videos. Quite. They're fantastic. Sometimes. They're works of art. Sometimes. I've got fans. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. People do you really are asking. How many people have you got following request? you on both those channels now? So let's do Mellow Gaming first. How many Mellow Gaming? Like 880. Damn it. All right. And how many on... Uh, reacting Sentai like 75 oh okay not bad not bad not bad for a channel that's blocked in one third of the world <laughs> um, you can find me on uh, Twitter at CritterPocalypse get people requesting me. shows for us to watch like what, us I, no for me oh for me for me and Kevin oh Who's and I have Kevin? to keep taking notes because <laughs> I can't remember all of them how many have you got like have you got a list like how many have you got on your list how many you oh we covered them all last time but oh, I have okay. to keep remembering to release them what people want do Carmen Rider next because I happen to have some insider information. Right. I happen to know something about Carmen Rider. That's oh, happening. is there going to be a new series of uh, Carmen Rider? No, I happen insects. to know what's happening next week, but the first Carmen Rider show is uh, going to be released on the internet legally. Oh, really? really? It's going to have it its first. No, the first, the first season of Carmen Rider, the nineteen seventy one series, is going to have its first English official so, subtitles. What you're saying is a program that's been openly available for forty odd years. Well, well, almost 40 years. It only got subtitled completely like about a year ago. It was 50 years. But that's unofficial subtitles. Jesus, almost 50 years. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. All right, well, uh, and you can find me at Critterbogs on YouTube and Twitter. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, and you got anything you want to say before we go? No, but you've made Doom, another... Doom Eternal and Animal two Crossing. Hour fucking Doom Eternal and Animal again. Crossing are coming out soon. Yeah, no one's playing Doom Eternal. Everyone's playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, baby. Oh, Trump's going to die of coronavirus. Said he's a paedophile. No, he tested negative. No, he said he tested negative. He's a man who lies. He can't tell the truth. He's like the doors in Labyrinth. He said it. There's like the doors in Labyrinth. You've got one that always tells a lie. He'll refuse to get tested because he thinks it's going to uncover all the syphilis he's got. No, they. He. This is a rumor. This is like one of those fucking propaganda things, but. Apparently, he's refused to get tested because he's got so many rape cases against him that if they get his DNA, they might be able to prove that he is actually the person oh, that raped be, him. Yeah. But he genuinely has raped him, and he is a paedophile, so... But, Weinstein's yeah. in Riker's Island. That's I know. Fucking, fucking hilarious. I can't wait for him to die. Yeah. He, I hope it takes a really long time. He made it so that we didn't get Snowpiercer for a good five, ten years and also raped a bunch of women. So that's two crimes he's committed I always have that story where Bong Joon-ho was like, he wanted a scene cut from Snowpiercer. <laughs> the fish scene. Yeah, Bong Joon-ho was like, no, the fish uh, represents my, my father, who's yeah, a fisherman. fisherman. He's like, family's really important to me, so I'm going to let you keep that in. Yeah. And Bong Joon-ho's like, I don't know, my dad wasn't a fisherman. <laughs> He's like, fucking lied to him. <laughs> yeah, fucking great. What yeah. a cunt. I hope he dies. I hope he fucking dies in the most painful possible He's way. He's 60-somewhat, isn't he? He is a fucking scumbag. I hate yeah. him. What a cunt. Also, I hope that the women... Um, I know that there's like a lot of women that relate to that case that haven't come forward and there are also some that didn't get their day in court. an email where he said that he thinks Jennifer Aniston should be killed because he yeah. had heard that she had said he messed her, which she, she didn't. She's got no thing. No. But she never said that. And because he thought she said it, he... He wanted to kill him. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a fucking monster and I hope all the women, somehow there's some solace about that monster being taken away and apologies to him. So watch Rose McGowan films. Yeah. What can we watch? Um, um, Planet Terror. Phantoms. 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 Oh, that's the one with Ben Affleck. He was yeah. the bomb in that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she's in Phantoms. She was in All of Charm. She's been in. She was in the Conan um, remake with Jason Rohr. Yeah, she was. In all Did all she take over from Shannon Dotty? Oh wait, was she? I thought she was in the original series, but no, you're right. She did take over. I think from she Shannon took over Shannon Dotty. 
Maybe. I can't remember. No, no, someone else did. Didn't or was she in the new Charmed? She's not in the new Charmed. Um, but yeah, no, she's been in a lot of There's stuff. There's a new Charmed. She's been in a lot of stuff and she is she's really good. Um, yeah. And also, you know, she's a lady who's been through a lot. Um, I don't think like... The problem is that it's just the case... Let's make her a Red Sonja film. Yeah, she wanted a Red Sonja film, didn't she? Mm. She well, she got she got to be Stephen Lang's well, daughter. Rod Rodriguez was going to make it just to yeah. spite Weinstein. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so everybody... Stop making this really Stay long. safe. Don't get coronavirus. If you do get coronavirus, I'm sorry... Hit us up, let us know, we'll do something special for you, I guess. Don't cough on your gran. Oh, do. If she's a cunt. Uh, it's time for viral warfare against the older generation. I'm going to go to a funeral next week and they're all over in their 70s. Really? Like loads of them in their 70s. Who's funeral? My uncle. My uncle oh, died. One sorry, of my uncles but... died a few weeks ago. Oh, That's a month ago. They're taking their time. Yeah. Anyway, bye. All right, bye. Bye.